What's going on, Drinking Buddies? Brand new episode coming at you in just one second. But before that, you know what time it is. It's time for a word from our sponsors. Those fine folks that, you know, help the booze flow. And these episodes come to you week after week. Our first sponsor this week is our friends at Vinyl Me Please. Vinyl Me Please is the record of the month club. The best damn record of the month club. In fact, every month, Vinyl Me Please features one album that is essential to the modern vinyl collection. Each record is pressed exclusively for Vinyl Me Please as features you can't get anywhere else. Things like bonus tracks, inserts, color variants, comes packed with a 12x12 album-inspired art print and custom cocktail pairing. Can't beat that. Rad vinyl, custom cocktail pairings, custom art. And this isn't like Record of the Month Clubs of Old. It's month to month, quit anytime, no problem. So if you want to check out Vinyl Me Please and get rad vinyl delivered to your house every month, Go to www.joinvmp.com slash ANWD. Once again, that is www.joinvmp.com slash ANWD. We are also brought to you this week by Gamefly.com. Gamefly has over 8,000 new releases and classics available to rent for Xbox One, Xbox 360, PS4, PS3, PS Vita, Wii U, Wii, 3DS, as well as older systems. As a Gamefly member, you can rent as many console and handheld games as you want and get them delivered right to your mailbox for one low monthly fee. If you like a game so much and you don't want to send it back, keep it for a low-use price. There's never any due dates or late fees. And Gamefly also offers the ability to rent Blu-ray and DVD movies as part of the regular service. Sign up for a premium 30-day trial for free. One game out, shipped directly to you with a pre-addressed envelope for easy returns. No contracts. Cancel anytime. Games are fucking expensive, man. Try them out with Gamefly before you drop your hard-earned coin on some game that may fucking suck. So check out Gamefly at www.gameflyoffer.com slash ANWD. Once again, that is www.gameflyoffer.com slash ANWD. Last but not least, we are brought to you this week by our friends at Laughable. Laughable is the number one comedy podcast app on iOS. Soon to be the number one comedy podcast app on Android 2. Any second now, it drops. It's in beta. Pure fucking fire. Not only can you subscribe to your favorite podcast, you can subscribe to your favorite podcasters, comedians, and other personalities. When they appear on someone else's podcast, boom, right in your feed. What a great way to discover new podcasts. It is the fucking best. It is how I listen to podcasts. It is 100% free. They make recommendations in the app. You can't fucking beat it. So download it now. You will not regret it. Find funny. I almost fucking forgot. I'm a fucking idiot. Don't mind me. I drink a lot. The video versions are fucking live. Four episodes are up. Possibly a fifth one if I got motivated by the time you're hearing this. So if you want to see all the madness, all my wacky facial expressions, maybe some tits. Tits do happen. Go to www.vimeo.com slash on demand i fucked that up last week once again that is www.vimeo.com slash on demand slash and now we drink yes it's behind a paywall you know what i appreciate you drinking buddies that have bought the episodes already i hope that other people will continue to do so i think 99 cents is worth your entertainment and worth my time and that's why I made the decision put, to put it behind the paywall. The audio versions will stay sponsored and stay free forever. The video versions are completely ad-free. 
almost completely unedited. So I hope that you're willing to drop your hard-earned money to support the show and check out the video versions. If not, continue to enjoy the audio free of charge. But you won't know what you're missing out on. This week's episode is recording artist and producer Jeff Rokaz. We go all over the place in this motherfucker. We theorize how Trump would be on mushrooms. We talk about his music. We talk about weird shit in Thailand. It was a lot of fucking fun. So sit back, pop a cold one, and enjoy drinking, buddies. Fuck yeah. Jeffro, what's going on? Man, just chilling. How are you doing? I'm much better now that we got you in the house. We got our alcohol. Cheers. Yeah, cheers to that, bro. <laughs> Hell yeah. Been waiting for this, actually. I think it's been about two, maybe three days without alcohol. So Why? Why so long? <clears throat> uh, I don't know. It's I think uh, December and January was like a lot of it. So yeah, I've been trying to be more health conscious um, this last three days. Alcohol's good for you. I think so. Yeah, it smooths things over sometimes. 100%. And all those motherfuckers that live to be like 100 fucking 15, all of them are dr- smoking and drinking every fucking day, eating like a pound of bacon. Yeah, there's uh, there was like some, uh, like, uh, what do you call it, Centennial. Um, she, was, she was interviewed like a year ago, and she was saying how she drinks like a Coors Light every day or something like that. I mean, that's, that's great. That's beautiful. I honestly think it's the stress that fucking kills you, not the alcohol. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So if you're stressing about drinking alcohol, that's you know, that'll do you in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I try not to stress. I try and just take it slowly. I prefer one rock. Uh, thank you for this Lafroig, by the way. You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah, because once the rock is just uh, melting a little bit, it just becomes a little smoother. You know, it's got that, um, that little uh, woodsy, smoky flavor. Yeah. And then the ice just like mellows it out just a little bit. It just opens it up just a little bit. Ah, magnifique. I love it. You, you a scotch drinker? I'm actually a big bourbon guy. I am not a fan of scotch at all. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I love me some bourbon. I, um, I try and mix it up like every time I go to whatever, my local convenience store or the Whole Foods downtown, um, I'll try and get something new. I like the Jefferson's Reserve. Have you had that? That is really fucking good. Yeah. Uh, have you had the Jefferson's at sea? No, I have not. So there's, I think it's Jefferson's, it might be Masterson's. Um. Uh, I drink a lot, so bear with me. <laughs> it's aged in barrels at sea. Okay. And there's a bunch of there's a bunch of different Yeah, it's Jefferson's Ocean. Okay, I was right. Uh-huh. And there's a a, a couple different batches of it. That sounds amazing. So at sea. Yeah, it's called Jefferson's Ocean. Sounds amazing. Yeah, I'm uh I'm a fan of uh what else? Um basil hayden's they have a couple of different ones they had a rye one that was out but i can't ever find it anymore probably just online but uh it was pretty damn good you know well you're downtown you know jason's over on ninth no i don't know that one yeah it's uh ninth just a little fucking just a little east of maine has a huge bourbon and like scotch selection 
Amazing. Okay. So on nine. Jason's on nine? Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, like, it's my go-to spot to get uh, W.L. Weller Special Reserve because I can't find it regularly anywhere else, mm-hmm. which is my go-to bourbon when I can find it. Amazing. Yeah, I'm going to have to check that out tomorrow for sure. Well, have you, and also, bars-wise, have you been to Jackalope? Have not. This is also downtown? Mm-hmm. It's okay. inside something grand. Okay. It's, oh, wait. It's the, the back one. Yeah, the yeah I have been there once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you been there like during the week when they only do whiskey? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I was there like a couple years ago. One of my DJ friends um, was actually the one that brought me in. Yeah, it was great. Um, we just, yeah, we tried a couple different things. I don't, I don't even remember if I got to look at the bottle. I'm, I, usually what I have to do is take a picture of what I'm drinking, especially when I go to a place like Seven Grand, because like, you know, if it's a slow night, you'll be you'll be talking to the bartender and they'll tell you like what you're drinking. And some of them are like really chill and they'll go into the whole history and explain some shit. But it's like by the third or fourth drink, you know, you're just super fucking loose. And like, I'm not even like processing anything he's saying. So I just literally just take pictures of the bottle every time and hope for the best. That's a solid plan. I need to start doing that. Yeah, yeah. It does get a little convoluted with the, you know, all the photos in your library. So, but um, another thing, another friend who likes whiskey told me about was uh, you can actually just type in keywords on your library in the iPhone and it'll narrow it down to to whatever the picture is. I've tried it a couple times where it didn't work, but um, I think if you just type in whiskey or, or something like that, it might actually work. I mean, maybe we should try it. Where the fuck did I just put my phone? I got my oh. phone right here. I'm going to see if it works. Oh, I'm just curious what all pops up for when I type in whiskey. Actually, yeah. I left my phone over there. I'm going to grab it real Go quick. Go grab the phone. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to type this in and uh, see if I'm a liar. Okay, it didn't work. It says no results. Maybe it just only does like um, other things that... uh aren't poison oh whiskey is definitely not poison happy poison i just typed in poison and that doesn't work either let's see what i get i gotta have someone that says whiskey but where do you do this from oh just the search bar so i typed in flower because that came to my head and uh there's a video with a flower in it but it's not just about flowers so whatever uh yeah right here if you uh you locate this little uh search thing up top right in the album section but apparently like anything alcohol alcohol related won't work i just typed in al and it's oh it says ale houses or alvarado street i have a 558 pictures of tap rooms nice okay well we're getting somewhere i guess i have an alley or three pictures of an alley rather oh these were in uh, thailand i was gonna say like when was i hanging out in an alley recently 44 alleys apparently <laughs> Hey man, sometimes alleys, alleys happen. Alleys do indeed. So Thailand, when were you there? Oh, I've been there like three times. Uh, the last time was uh, uh, like last July, and um, probably about two weeks. Yeah, just uh, doing some island hopping. Yeah, I try and get out um, once a year to like explore the other side of the earth and uh, have my mind blown. You know. It's like there's so many people over here, and then you go over to Asia, and it's like there's even more people, you know? Especially when you stop off and go to different airports, and you're just like, damn, like, I'm probably, the, well, you're one of the few people that speaks English. You know, there's English signs everywhere and shit, which also blows my mind, because it's like, if you really think about it, like, English, wow, that's fucking everywhere. It's a language of business. I think that's the only reason. Yeah, yeah, I guess that, that makes some sense. 
Yeah. But there's plenty of European airports where there's no fucking English at all. I still haven't gone over that pond. I really? Seen, yeah. Oh. I haven't seen uh, Europe yet. That's that's kind of the next um, the next move. Yeah. I'll be going to Brazil, though, real soon. Oh, so. fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. Where are you going in Brazil? I'm going to go fly to Rio, and then depending on... Uh, what the situation is like you know i hopefully will go see like the rainforest or something like that you know nice yeah nice. just like get out get a guide get out in the shit yeah yeah i'm going with like one person i know and then several people that he knows so we'll see how this goes that's fucking awesome <laughs> and get some hose apparently i'm freestyling <laughs> hey you're a musician these things happen these things fucking happen yeah I hear they have the biggest asses in Brazil, too, so um, we'll see what that's like. I'm curious. I'm curious. The Colombian asses were fucking amazing. Oh, yeah? I was just in Bogota in September. Whoa, that's amazing. Go. Pablo over here. (laughs) I would recommend Bogota to fucking anybody. It was so much fun. U.S. money goes so fucking far there. Yep. It's insane. I believe it. And it's pretty fucking safe these days. Yeah, exactly. Things are different. And all the Colombian nationals I met were just thrilled to see fucking Americans. Oh, yeah? They're like, you know, if there's Americans here, it improved, It shows that we're improving on the world stage. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back in the day, they probably didn't like it. They thought you were D- DEA or whatever, you know. But uh, now it's, uh, yeah, the tourists helping out. Yeah, they're like, we're not all just narcos. We're hardworking <laughs> people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm excited to see that that part of the world. Uh, back to Thailand though, that place is fucking crazy and weird. And uh, but I went, I went there three times. Um, went back this past time because I had some friends who haven't gone, and we decided we we're all just gonna travel together, do some music shit, um, just rent out some Airbnb, some baller pads, you know, where the ocean is our front yard, and just set up little mini studios and stuff, and see how that goes. Hell yeah! Did you create anything while you were there that's been recorded? Uh, not yet. Like I have like a hard drive of shit that I'm like, oh, I need to go through that. That uh, I don't know. I think I titled it like Asian Summer or something like that. But I have like several little riffs and stuff that um, uh, maybe I can do something with. We'll see. The whole funny thing. I was annoyed at the time, but uh, my friends and I decided, you know, we were gonna just set up like these little mobile studios and like so and so was gonna bring some mini monitors. I was gonna bring this interface i bought all this new equipment just so we could all three plug in and i was like yeah we'll set up on a desk somewhere we'll be facing the ocean it'll be great and i planned like you know 90 percent of the whole trip and uh those motherfuckers just got fucked up they had a party like two days before the trip out here and they didn't bring shit oh what the fuck (laughs) so like the first day i was like yo are we gonna do this tomorrow like uh you know now that we're all acclimated and shit and uh the one kid's like oh what are you talking about and i was like are you you serious because he's super sarcastic so i thought he was just trying to fuck with me but uh yeah so we uh when we did work and uh i mean we did we all had our our various jungle studios because we traveled around and uh it was mostly like we're all wearing headphones so there was no vibe (laughs) yeah you're not collaborating yeah it was it was like more like i'm creating some shit they have no idea what I'm making. I passed it over to see if they can put some sauce on it. It was uh, it was very uh, a very weird creating experience. <laughs> that sucks. Like the monitors would have been great. Just it would have been so good. Ah, oh. yeah. I'm sure you still made something fucking magical. But we made some things. We made some things. But uh, you know, again, I'm not here to complain and all. It was a great time. It's just that uh, you know, people that are listening to this and they they they're they're trying to collaborate with people that 
you know, similar things that I do, music or whatever, uh, just make sure your friends don't get too wasted right before the trip. I think those motherfuckers forgot like clothes and all kinds of shit too. <laughs> so I didn't really feel bad for them though. Well, the thing about clothes is you can buy more clothes in That's country. The That's the thing. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You got to make sure they bring their fucking gear. Mm-hmm. You got to be on that shit. And when you get to the airport, like actually before you get to the airport, because by the time you get to the airport, it's too fucking late. We're getting in the Uber. You got your shit, right? Yeah, it's like, does my suitcase feel a little light? What's up with that? Yeah, man. But uh, it was great. It was great times. We were actually out there, and then we moved over to Bali, and uh, there was, like, massive earthquakes going on. Oh, shit. Yeah, it was pretty pretty crazy. Like, um, two two days before we hit uh, Bali, we, we heard about this, like, 6.8. We're like, damn. And then, like, so we were, like, thinking about it. I'm like, should we cancel? And I'm just like paranoid ever since I like came out to California and like started experiencing them like years ago. I started reading up on it because I was just like, I want to know when are we going to die? You know, like how many years do we have? And then um, anyway, so I was like trying to tell them, I was like, yo, we're going to we're going to hit Bali and we're definitely going to feel like at least one or two more. You know, that's usually how it goes. Hopefully there'll be less and there won't be any tsunamis. But we definitely like thought about canceling the trip. But I was like, no, man, come on. We got to live. You know, we, we already came out here with no studio equipment, so we have to just, like, make this into something here. And, uh, yeah, like, our third day out in Bali, we were in the restaurant, and the place was a rockin', bro. It was crazy. Like, we just ordered our food, and it was just, like, this little swell, and then boom! It was oh, just it was fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's, like, everything's in slow motion, because you're just, like, adrenaline kicks in. You know, I got up, I left my phone, I was like, oh, fuck, my baby. And so I turned around and <laughs> grabbed my new iPhone X. Um, and then, yeah, man, it was, uh, it was just like over and the locals were all like back to doing their thing and laughing and, and I didn't hear any tsunami alerts going off or anything like that. So I was like, all right, I guess we're going to eat our food now. And uh, yeah, we had a couple more when we were on the beach and shit. It was crazy. But, you know, we were drinking a lot. Um, not Laphroaig, but uh, whatever, whatever kind of... Uh, alcohol that they had like they had like some bali whiskey it was it was it was not great but um you know when you're out there you, you get gotta used to you it. gotta try the, yeah, the local yeah, yeah. flavor of course like that uh that green box on the bar yeah is like the colombian liqueur oh shit it's not great <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah but you know the label the label looked nice you know sometimes you just gotta you gotta dibble dabble well, a friend of mine who had previously been there was like, you got to try it. You got to try it. I'm like, ah, right, sure. I bought two boxes of it. I drank one of them down there. I'm like, yeah, this ain't for me, but I brought that one back for her. I got to get it to her still. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, man. Uh, shit. The beer out there, though, the Asian beer, I don't know what it is. Everything's pretty much a lager, but I'm a fan. I really like it. Even out here, I'll just get like Kirin Light and stuff, you know? The Chang uh-huh chong chang I yeah don't, i don't know i think yeah. it's chang it depends on which country you're in because oh I've really heard, yeah yeah i think in uh thailand they were calling it chong or something but or shong but uh, yeah. it's a thai beer i'll take their word for it yeah man singha another good one yeah i've had singha uh-huh you guys get into any crazy nightlife while you're over there uh let me think this this actually this last trip was pretty pretty um tame i think because i knew what to expect from previous experiences but uh yeah yeah you know like if I think about the second one, um, there was a funny situation where, like, I was out there with a, a good friend um, and also another friend who kind of fucked up some shit, but it was more for his personal shit. He he fucked up his flight, so he came later. So I had, like, 
all this time to myself, which is cool, but I'm like in the jungle, right? And, um, you know, I might have accidentally snuck some edibles out into that country. I mean, these things happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was like the bag of granola, but it turns out it was, you know, this uh, Laffy Taffy type of shit, you know. Oh, shit. Is, what do they call them? Yeah. 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 Mm. Honest mistake. Yeah, 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 yeah. The label looked the same to me. But uh, so I get out there and uh, he finally gets into town. And then so we just start like, you know, just drinking and kicking back because uh, he got in at the nighttime. I was like, dude, wait till the sun rises. You're going to you're going to be blown away by what's in our front yard. It's like pitch black. There's no fucking street lights in this area. It was in a, a part of Phuket, which is like an island that's very touristy. But you can also find some remote areas. So anyway, we uh, we start fucking around as the night progresses and he's hopping on Tinder. So I was like, fuck it. I'll do it, too. And uh, next thing you know, like we're like matching with the same girls. So we just thought it was the funniest thing to like start having the, a conversation with this one girl. Like, you know, he'd say something and then I'd say the exact same thing to her, like just repeating the exact conversation just to see if like she was going to catch on or whatever. Uh, and she just acted like she didn't know. And then finally I was like, all right, this is this is getting old. So I invited her over and she brings her friend and we just start kicking it, whatever, this and that. Um, we're trying to play some drinking games. They're complaining because there's no ice. And we're like, fuck, man, like, there's no, like, Postmates out here. What do we do? So we just figured we'll just break up that uh, that impatient tension with uh, a game of Wheel the Fish. We found this, like, tiny little frozen, like, I don't even know what kind of fish it was, just in the bottom of, like, this this freezer in our, our fucking fortress, by the way. We, we rented a big-ass fortress. And we just started spinning it around and invent this drinking game with these girls because they were just, like, we're trying to figure it out. We're like, is this straight-up prostitutes? could be yeah they pretty much are out there but you know i I wasn't trying to like you know go that way i thought they were just girls who wanted to hang out you know just be friends you know they they want to be friends with your money well you know that's what i figured out eventually and then they're like hey you got to pay us for you know our time and stuff and i was like oh right right but i was like exhausted again i had been there like early on this motherfucker just flew in so he was feeling different so I was like, I wasn't trying to kick them out, but I was like, look, I'm not paying, you know, like, because I didn't get the ways of Thailand at that time, you know, like I was, I was a young, you know, just <laughs> learn, <laughs> just learning some new shit, you know what I mean? <laughs> a, a young traveler, and uh, and uh, anyway, so these girls end up going home because I think I just like kind of just put a wrench on the whole party and shit. Then my homie just ends up like matching with the one girl uh, that was already over. And was like, hey, what's up? And she's like, you know, I was just over at your place, right? And your friend kicked us out. And she ends up coming back. Like, <laughs> So, like, you know, little did I know, I was just exhausted. So I wake up the next morning. I'm like, I see him walking this girl out. And I'm like, I couldn't even tell who she was. But I was like, oh, damn, all right. So you just brought somebody else over? And he just, like, told me the whole story. I was like, dude, that's that's hilarious, man. But these poor girls, they had to, like, take their motorbike, like, fucking 10 miles to get to us then go back home, and then the one comes back again. And I was like, man, talk about Americans wasting time. I hope you paid her well for her time. Yeah, I'm, I think you gave her like 40 or 50 bucks. I'm not really sure what the going rate is. Hey, if she's happy, cool. Yeah, 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 I think so. I think they're all happy over there. In fact, uh, Thai people are very kind. Everybody's very kind. Yeah, that's the one thing about it. You just go over there, and immediately you start feeling happy. Just like a vibe to it. I want to go to Thailand. The only place I've been in Asia is Japan. Oh, damn. Japan is the shit. I've only been once, but yeah. I've been to Tokyo twice. Oh, yeah? 
my fucking happy place. My audience is probably absolutely sick of me talking about it, but it, oh, I love Tokyo so much. Tokyo's the shit. Um, yeah, had some uh, interesting trips over there in Roppongi and oh. other other areas. Yeah, pretty amazing. Fucking Roppongi. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. For the audience at home who may have not heard my fucking go into this a million fucking times, Roppongi's kind of America town. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, at least they they uh, they love the Americans that go over there. True. Yeah. They're well. They're just much more used to dealing with Westerners in that district. Yep. Uh huh. For sure. So it's not as weird as other parts of Tokyo, but it is still a really fucking good time. I heard about all the stereotypes before I went there, so I was like, okay, I definitely want to get into some some crazy noise over there. Let's let's see what it's like. It was great though. Like one one club I went to, we we had like a little music connection there, and uh, this guy was so fucking chill. Um, he just brings us over to, I mean, you know, I'm trying to make it sound like I felt like I was some type of celebrity or whatever, but pretty much everybody gets this treatment when they go to this club. Um, no matter what you do, if you're an American, like, or you're a porn star or whatever it is, porn director, doesn't matter. So I showed up and like, he's like giving us Jaeger bombs or whatever, just shots at Jaeger and like super cool. And he brings us over to this VIP section. And I had heard something that there might be like, you know, some like, young russian girls whatever that means like i don't know what the age cutoff is but some of them let's just say i i i don't know what the age is it could have been 16 but whatever it was i was just kind of looking like oh damn man like these uh these things i heard this is like full-on accurate and like you know everybody's super chill you know i actually met some girl from mexico who who lives in the u.s and she was like our new friend that hung with us like for a couple days afterward um but then i go up to this russian girl that he introduced me to and I just reach out to like shake her hand. I'm like, hi, how are you? And then boom, just like fucking just palm in the face. Just what like the fuck? pushes me back like that. No, I was just like, yeah, that's that's some Russian shit right there. I was laughing. I was just like, I was like, I'm obviously not going to talk to her for the rest of the night because I don't like that shit. It's, it's a little disrespectful in my culture. But, well, that's a lot fucking disrespectful. <laughs> but I just I laugh at those type of things too. I'm just like, oh man, that's that's so fucking hilarious to me. <laughs> like, who does that? That's Maybe fucking, a 16 year old Russian girl who's a model. I don't know. That's fucking nuts. Uh, just fucking palm to the face as an opener. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I was I was like, again, I was like, I was like, yeah, you know, that as to be expected. You know, like I I wouldn't have had it any other way. <laughs> to be honest, if she was nice to me, I would have been like fucking boring yeah if she was nice to you, we wouldn't be hearing about it right now I'd be like eh, yeah there's just girls there <laughs> true true no the, the 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 whole night was pretty fucking amazing you know he's handed us uh jaeger shots left and right and then uh he closes out the fucking club with uh a song i i co-produced called slow motion by uh trey songs and i was like you motherfucker i was so like i, I loved him i was like hugging him and then because i was wasted at that point I just ran out into the fucking dance floor and just like fucking going crazy my feet are doing shit that i didn't know i could do all the japanese people are just kind of like looking at me i couldn't tell if they were like impressed or if they're just sort of like lunatic you know but it was it was pretty amazing experience yeah that's fucking awesome yeah so where did the night go from there i mean honestly that night the rest of it was like a little crazy we may or may have not like uh reconvened with some uh friendly ladies we saw on the street that were just like trying to give us massages and stuff and you know you know the rest but i want to talk about like the night before i mean it's not like that crazy but like i was just um i was hooked up with this guy who apparently he's like a hairdresser or something and he was uh 
he was trying to take us to like every fucking club in like Ropongi or wherever we were. Um, and we were just like, you know, we didn't know what to expect. We meet up with him to get some ramen. And uh, it was like one of my friends out here that, that hooked it up. And he was just like trying to take us to this one club. And we're just like looking around. All the girls are like topless and just chill and kind of kicking it with us. And I was like, oh, cool. But there was like no other, you know, people there outside of the girls that were working, my, my homie, and then what looked like to be just friends of the, the staff. So, and it's a Thursday night. So we're just sort of like, okay, maybe it's just early or something. And then he's like, let's move on. And we're like, really? <laughs> you know, I mean, this is a good vibe. We're, we're cool with this. So like we finish our drink, we go to the next place. And then um, I'm like, well, I'm going to buy homie a drink because he's, uh, he's hooking us up with all this shit. So get a drink for him. And then by the time I hand it to him, he's like, oh, we're going to the next bar. I'm like, I'm like, man, we've only been here for like five minutes. Um, and then it just keeps going and going like that for the rest of the night. And I kid you not, like 12, 12 bars. Like some of them we, we were in for longer than five minutes. But a few of them we literally were in. And we're like, this is cool. And then he's like, no, next place. And we're like, dude, it's cool. We don't have to, we don't have to keep you know, trying to upgrade or whatever. It's like, we're having a good time, man. Why was he bouncing you that quick? <laughs> I couldn't figure it out. I think he just really wanted to like show us like what it's like. But then it, then it wasn't always an upgrade because then he took us to like this one place that was huge. And I saw the potential of it having like crazy fucking like dance club experience. But, um, you know, they kept being like, oh, yeah. But this place tomorrow on Friday? Oh shit. Oh yeah, tomorrow. And we're like, yeah, yeah, we heard of Friday. You know, we got the same situation where we're from. It's like Friday's popping off. Thursdays can be slow, sure. It's all good, bro. Then why'd you bring me here on Thursday? <laughs> bring me back tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, the last place, or maybe it was the second last, um, I took video of it. I don't think I have it on my phone, but uh it it was pretty fucking amazing. It was so loud. Um like super loud and i'm sensitive to that shit being like a songwriter producer so i'm like i think i put like napkins in my ears and you know they're letting they're like laughing at me i'm like whatever man i gotta I, I can't go deaf over this fucking night and all of a sudden like you know same thing like the girls are like hardly wearing anything and then here comes like a fucking dragon <laughs> it just like it's like i think it was like two people but like it's a big fucking long dragon just walking all around the fucking club and uh yeah it was the best thing i've ever seen i was holy like, shit i was like dude these fucking like these people in uh tokyo just like they fucking know how to party and like their clubs are just like fucking amazing i've never seen shit like that before so cool but yeah then we're leaving we're leaving and it's like you know 4 30 a.m or something like that and the sun is coming up like it's eight in the morning over here time you know what i mean like the sun is up so i was like what the fuck this is like july too so i don't know if that has something to do with it but uh so I'm just sort of like half and half, like I can keep going, but we've been to like 12 different places and it's, you know, like we've been walking for a minute and then uh, I'm with my homie again, the, the, the one that fucked up his travel plan. So he's just like, Oh, I can't, I can't. I'm like, I don't know, man, let's talk to our host. Let's see. And the guy's like, no, stay out till six. Six is good. Six is the best. I'm just like, man, I, I believe you. <laughs> like yeah, you've shown us some shit tonight, but like, I don't know. We just we just couldn't do it, man. So I, I was trying to be a good friend, and uh, we called it a night. But anyway, like yeah, if you ever go out there and you get like somebody who's very enthusiastic and then wants to show you around like different parts of Tokyo or Ropongi or whatever it is, um, definitely go go for it. Drink some Red Bull, you know, 
Oh yeah, you you gotta go hard. But for whatever reason, I don't get jet lag when I get to Tokyo. It's I'm just so excited to be there. I'm like, I can go for hours. I think that's the thing about when you go somewhere that you are excited to see that you don't necessarily like you don't you don't necessarily fade out like you do when you come back home. You know what I mean? I've never really felt it either when I go to the Far East. Like I'll be like I'll just fucking figure it out. My body will be like, I don't feel like I'm sure of what time it is right now but i'm going to make this work you know definitely with tokyo i did get fucking horribly jet lagged going to australia though for some reason really yeah i got maybe i just wasn't as stoked about fucking sydney <laughs> like this is cool i'm gonna <laughs> or maybe it's because i got some rest on the plane and that all fucked me up yeah man it, it there's there's so many factors is like how much sleep did you have uh a day or two prior to and then uh were you drinking on that plane ride how does that affect you that type of shit oh no i i was definitely drinking on the plane i mean i haven't gotten on a plane in recent memory without drinking on the plane you know what uh, i i was on uh eva airlines which is a uh, taiwanese uh the last trip i took they were fucking bomb bro that that shit oh wrong word they were the shit they were like <laughs> that airline was legit the food was good and uh like they had some red wine that was called jet lag actually and that was delicious like i don't always drink red wine but like on the plane i was like i'll try it all you know i was like i can't i can't do whiskey the whole time because that's just i don't know that that might be too much or i might just have to urinate too often but like the 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 red wine there was fan fucking tastic so if you ever see that jet lag i don't know if it's just like on that one airline i was talking about you definitely need to get that brand. I will definitely check that shit out. Yeah, man. I'm always down to try new alcohol. <laughs> yes, sir. So, mind uh, if I pour a little more of this uh, Lafroig in? Pour here? as much as you would like. All right, I appreciate it, man. I mean, if you killed the bottle, you killed the bottle. Ah, oh, damn! Don't don't tell me that now. But uh, I just did. I even recorded it. I could play it back <laughs> for everyone to hear. Yo, DJ, I... run that shit back. <laughs> Speaking of DJ's music and all that shit, what is up with the new project? Oh shit! So, um, I have a music video coming out next week. Um, it's for my latest song, "Scheming," and uh, we we put a little teaser out today on Instagram just to show people that things are happening. We've been holding on to this this video for a minute, just trying to like spread it out. We we actually uh, I released the song back in December, and it features a, a rapper I work with um, here and there named Cam Meekins, and he's a uh, I met him through. Uh, basically through Atlantic Records. He used to be signed with them, and then he moved on. Uh, he's a Boston kid. He lives out here now, and we've always had like similar musical tastes. So uh, years ago, I wrote a song where I started singing this hook about uh, scheming. Uh, when all is said and done, we just keep on scheming. That's, that's, the, that's the hook right there. And uh, yeah, so I ended up like rapping on it too. Hey, coming back to Thailand, I was actually out in like the Indian Ocean or whatever it was. Um, my one of the first times I went, and I was just recording voice notes of of my rap lyrics. That's kind of how that went because I was just like I get real creative when I fucking go out in the middle of nowhere and I'm just standing in the ocean and shit, and there's like hardly anybody around. I love that shit. But uh, anyway, bringing it back, uh, I finally turned it into a song and it was supposed to be like for him and then um he was like you're singing on it you're rapping on it then you're singing like a a, a, another hook like a bridge hook 
he's like this is your song you know so we flipped it around i was like okay so it's featuring my boy cam megan's and uh you can find it on spotify and all that shit but uh next week it'll be uh tuesday which is what the fifth february uh, uh sorry march, march 5th. 5th. yeah 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 so that that'll be that'll it'll be, be out by the time this this will have it will been out for like probably a week or two by the time this actually drops oh but. boom so like yeah so we're, we're we're speaking from the future um yeah yeah cool so i think that's that's where we're at here yeah, yeah go Mar- back in time and, and march 5th it. well in the past just go find it <laughs> yeah, when you yeah, hear yeah. this when you Take hear the sound machine. of our voice our voices just go find it yeah man check it out so you've been in the studio a lot when you've just been working on that what well so that 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 song is um that's out and we're pushing it and then now uh in the meantime it's uh i'm basically been working on what i call the pitch game uh or what everybody calls the pitch game not just me we're just we're pitching songs and beats to you know top 40 artists rappers singers uh of many different genres really um so i've been doing a lot of that that's i guess you could call that my day job you know so i'll be in the studio in some degree like every day it'll either be at my home studio or like some professional studio that a record label owns or just some producer or whatever some warehouse that used to be a porn studio and now you know like whatever so last night i was out in um in uh the valley and i was working with um some aussies and the, they're uh part of like uh the dj snake crew so like we we're just making some beats and working on uh working with this new artist um some some uh, girl who's uh kind of like an r&b-ish type and uh we're just like yeah did a couple different ideas it was one of those studio sessions where like the smoke was in the air i don't really smoke i'm an edibles guy as i probably mentioned earlier and uh yeah this place was smoked the fuck out so like uh like towards the end like you could tell like you know, I was I was feeling the contact because like we just started like making slower shit. It was just like <laughs> becoming like more like mellow and stoner based music, and uh, you know I'm I'm all with that shit. But uh, you know, damn it, we're trying to make some hits, right? Stoner shit doesn't appeal to everybody, <laughs> though. Soon I'm sure it will. Fucking everyone is everyone is getting stoned these days. Fuck, everybody is getting stoned. I mean, like, it's always kind of been that way anyway, but now everybody really is getting stoned. Well, because you don't have to go deal with some shady motherfucker to get weed anymore. Right. It becomes like this whole, like, uh, yeah, it's, it's like a normalcy thing, you know? Like, it's it's a whole different feel to it now. Well, you know, that's the, the, the one thing that was making me nervous was, like, when they, when they made it, like, so, like, popular with, like, all the states are, like, legalizing it for rec now. I think it's great, you know, like if we can help the economy and everything, that's great. Like the whole trickle down thing might actually work in that situation, but I do fear that um I might never have an experience where I'll go to, you know, homie the drug dealer's place and just like fucking like he'll he'll hold back his scary dogs and we'll kick it on the couch and like we'll have to chill for like a half hour to right, 60 he wants, minutes. He wants you to hang out for a minute, yeah. like play some PlayStation yeah. or some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that shit, sometimes I would be like, it depended on who it was, but like most of the people I used to associate with that we would get, that we would get our drugs from, we they were fucking chill. You know, like they were just like, we'd have good conversation and it was the same. Even back then, like a lot of the time, like my later years, my later years of life, we I wasn't really smoking. I was just like buying it to like cook up and stuff i would be making some fucking brownies or just whatever man just put put that 
that weed butter on some fish, you know, like whatever, get and get all crazy with it. But um, I, I remember one time, like this kid, um, he was out in Hollywood. This is like my my first couple years out here. Um, my girlfriend at the time, uh, she knew him because he was like always coming into her restaurant. So you know, we'd go over there together, me and her. And uh, he knew I was into that edible. So like this one time, he's just like, "Hey man, here's this big bag. Like it was like a couple like plastic uh, Ralph's bags, just like with this wet harvested weed leaves." You know what I'm saying? Like straight from the field, but like they still, they had the bud on them, but it wasn't dry. And I've never actually seen that before. You know, like, I mean, I've been tight with people that grow the shit, but I've never like been through the process in that way. So I thought he was just like offering it to me as like a, an extra gift or whatever. Cause I was there to buy like a quarter or something. And uh, yeah, he's just like, he was saying some story about like, it could have been like a meth head or something, but like whatever, the guy didn't have enough money. So he gave him this big bag of fucking wet harvested weed so he's like he's like jeffro here you go and i was like oh cool cool and then we did the the usual like kick it thing you know and then he's lighting lighting up a blunt you sure and i'm like no i'm good man all right i'll take one little puff you know i'm here it'd be rude not to yeah yeah in in those days i i I felt like i obligated to, to participate yeah but um so then like i'm about to leave and like you know you know how it is sometimes when you just get a little too fucked up on that cali weed and you're just like Oh man, now I feel super awkward. Uh, I gotta pay for this, and he hasn't even given me my weed yet. Hey, uh, so can I get that quarter? And he's just like, "Oh no, no it's all in the bag. It's, that's it." And I'm like looking at him, like, "Is he fucking with me?" Like, you know, this, 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 all because I didn't even know. I th- I just saw the leaves, right? So I, I was like, I, "What, what the fuck am I gonna do with leaves? Is there actually THC in there?" He's like, look, man, dig through it. And I'm like, oh, I see it now. I see all that wet harvested bud. Like it's and it's long too, because it, it shrinks as it, you know, as it dries. And so I'm like, okay. So I tried it out and I made like my first batch with it. Dude, there was more than a quarter in there. I got hooked the fuck up. There might have been shit. Probably half a pound. Like, yeah. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah. There was so much in there. That lasted forever. And uh, so, yeah, yeah, like, I didn't even know how much I was putting in this batch. And it tasted like shit, by the way, because, you know, like, it it smells funky. It doesn't smell, like, I like the smell of dry weed. You know what I mean? Like, it has a nice smell to it. Some people don't like it. I think they're fucking crazy. I, it all depends on the strain. Like, sometimes. That's true, though. Yeah, that's that's true. There's sometimes like, oh, yeah, that's fine. And there's other times, like, it's yeah. so pungent. I'm like, I got a fucking headache from yeah, this shit. Yeah, it's a little too stanky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. The more I've gotten into it. But, uh. But yeah, so whatever, this shit happens, and then um, I just literally, you know, fast forward for about three, maybe four months, maybe longer. This shit lasted that long, and I had to just keep stirring it up, because I kept it in that plastic, I switched the bags out a couple times, but I would stir it around with my hand. There was that much in there, because I was like, I don't want it to get all mildewy and whatnot. It was just wet. I, I just, you know, I was a young kid. I didn't know what the fuck to do yeah, with Yeah, you didn't this. know how to dry it, or... Yeah, I didn't know anything like that, and plus it's like, you know whatever i didn't really have the space to in my apartment at the time so yeah but uh i just remember one time uh we we uh when we finally got to the end of that shit because this this lasted forever we had like one more batch of brownies i threw them in the freezer um and you know one night as we're all like me and a bunch of my friends were just kind of hanging out i offered them that that one little tiny piece of that batch or whatever because i carved it into small pieces and I must have forgot that it was that particular batch and how potent it was. And I damn, oh, dude, I freaked some fucking people out. Like, we're talking, they want to go to the hospital, like, immediately. Like, yeah, yeah, it was that much intense. So, 
what the fuck? Man? Yeah. Dude, people got to learn no matter what, no matter how bad it is, you don't have to go to the hospital. It'll it'll pass eventually. It's like that one that one uh that one story with the the cop that like um the off-duty cop and he like took some with his girlfriend after they confiscated it and then they called 911 and was like, "I think we're dead." Like, you know that story? Yeah, I've yeah, heard yeah. that story. It's like, "No, man. I I understand yeah. that might be in your head at the moment." Yeah. Just chill. Your body will metabolize this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just drink water. Like, uh, close your eyes. Just go to sleep. Put a put put like a hot rag on your forehead. Whatever you gotta do. You know, something like that. Yeah, just relax. Mm-hmm, You'll mm-hmm. be fine. Me and edibles just result in me just being unconscious. Like it's edible. Mm. Yep. 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 I I got no tolerance. I can drink all fucking night, but the minute I start fucking with edibles, I am just done. Yeah, most people can't fuck with the edibles. It's um I don't know. They're just they're just they're very potent. And you know, everybody does that fucking classic mistake of like, it's not working. And then they like take like maybe the same amount or double the amount and then you know, it's like, bro, you know, sometimes depending on your metabolism, this might take an hour to an hour and a half for you to feel it. Or sometimes you're already high and you don't even realize it and it's just it's just escalating already and by the time you take that extra dose, well, well, and it has to be processed by your liver. It, it's not just like digest small intestine, you know, boom. It's like goes through there, gets digested through your liver, then out to your body. And it takes a minute. And Yeah, it's true. And it's like, um, you know, exactly. It's processed a different way than when you just smoke it. When you just smoke it, it goes to your blood immediately. You know, I ain't no scientist, but it's like, yeah, when you digest it, it has several steps. And I believe the feeling is different. Or slightly different, more psychoactive because of the, all those steps. No, it is. It is. It yeah. hits your body differently, and one hundred percent is more psychoactive. And it's, I enjoy it occasionally, but it's just like puts me on my fucking ass. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm very careful. I try, I try and take like little, tiny, like the smallest amount. I appreciate it when like there's. Uh, I appreciate it when they 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 sell them in the mint form because they'll have like the little five milligram doses and then you got that fresh minty breath and like everything's okay you know uh previous guest and this is well over a year ago at this point accidentally dosed me with uh chocolate covered espresso bean oh no it was good and terrible I, I had no clue we're sitting out on the porch before the show i had a my co-host danny cruz at the time was we're waiting on her we're just bullshitting cracks open this thing's like oh you want an espresso bean i'm like fuck yeah i could use some caffeine before we go on air <laughs> down it like an hour into the show i'm just Oh yep. shit! Uh, like he's talking. I'm just staring at that lamp behind you. <laughs> like, oh, not man. even hearing anything he's saying. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm nodding. I'm like, you're hearing the helicopter outside. You're just focusing on the helicopter. I was like, dude, there's no way you're drunk. I'm like, no, 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 man. I know drunk. Me and drunk, we're really tight. We, I know drunk. This is not drunk. Hey, plus if it's drunk and the edible, that's like a whole other dimension. Oh yeah, there was a. There's definitely me drinking on top of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's that's beyond. That's that's yeah. That's into the the next realm right there. Speaking of doing some next realm shit, we I briefly told you about before we got on air, but one of my buddies is in from Chicago, and he introduced me to an, this other girl that we were out at Jumbo's the other night. And while we're at Jumbo's, I don't even know how this came up in conversation. She's like, "Yeah, I microdose acid all the time." I'm like, "Oh, really? I like acid." She's like, "Well, would you like some?" Just eyedropper into my whiskey, like, at Jumbo's. (laughs) 
Yeah, that's the thing. Like, how do you actually microdose? Like, what are we talking about? Is it like a half of a drop? Do you just squeeze it a little bit? Like, how does it work? This, with my experience with acid, like, a drop from an eyedropper of pure liquid is just enough to get you fucking going. That's what I'm saying. Like, I remember I did that shit in 10th grade. We, uh, my, my homie would just hook up the sugar cube, and I, yeah. I trusted that he put, like, you know, a safe amount on there, because I knew him. He probably had no idea what a safe amount Well, it's true, yeah. <laughs> but, like, we called it one hit, you know? So, like, I was like, yeah, and then, like, you know, for eight to ten hours, I'm seeing fucking whatever. I look at, like, anything metallic, like these uh, camera stands, and they start turning into robots and shit, yeah. Yeah, she just boop, boop, and then... I mean, we may have been good slash bad friends. My buddy from Chicago was having kind of a rough time. And both her and I made the executive decision that he needs to have some acid, too. Yeah. So we, Did it help out at all? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, but we didn't tell him at first. Uh, we're kind of, <laughs> we might be bad people. Uh, hey, if we're talking microdosing, I mean, I'm sure it was a light feel anyway. So. Well, yeah, and we told him a little later. Like, by the way, we gave you a little acid. We felt you needed it. Oh. You're having a rough time, man. He's going through a messy breakup. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like where he came out to LA to get his mind off shit. So mm-hmm. like, we'll get your mind off shit <laughs> in one way or another, and another. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 cool. Uh, I think the last time I did acid was uh, shit. I don't even know. Several years ago, like four or five, six, and uh, I was just, like also going through a breakup type of thing. But I was all about boats. I kept like booking boat trips and shit, and being like, you know, hitting my friends up like, hey, you want to take a boat to Catalina Island? Like, you know. Yeah, some random captain off of <laughs> Craigslist is gonna. T- it's just like whatever it was. It was it was a little more legit than that. But uh, I remember we we're going out to Catalina for like some um, beach, you know, little festival type of thing, and uh, it's like this whole EDM crew. And uh, so I end up going like you know like with I'm, I'm hanging out with this one girl who's like super free, super chill. Uh, she's pretty cute. She's just like one of those hula hoop type of girls or whatever. Um, and I don't know what the hell we're talking about, but next thing I know, she's just like, you want to split this acid with me? And I was like, oh shit. And I like, I was kind of nervous. Cause I was like, it's been a, a while. You know? And on a boat. Yeah. Plus <laughs> on the boat too. And the water was choppy. That's a big, important thing in my little story here. Very choppy the whole fucking night going out there and whatever. So, you know, I actually wait till later on, like when we're all ready on Catalina Island and like just, um, just to get in the spirit of the whole fucking dancing that's about to take place. I split that little tab with her and didn't really feel it for a while, you know, until we start going back on the boat. And I think we got delayed too. We got delayed because we we're missing somebody. So we we're supposed to be back at like four in the morning and we didn't actually get back to LA till like six 30, you know? Yeah. Six 30 AM. So at that point, like, uh, we're all, we're all on the boat on, on the boat. And, uh, I realized that, I'm the only one who's like really has the longevity. Like I'm staying outside, like, you know, out on the dock or the deck, whether got some LaFroy talking here. Um, and everybody else is just kind of like partied out. You know what I mean? They're like inside, they're cold and stuff. And I don't know. Cause everybody was taking like hella drugs, but I'm just like, no, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I want to see, I want to see what's happening. And, uh, it was so rocky as I mentioned, but the boat was just like hard left, hard right hard left and we were just hauling ass because we were late right um and i was just like thinking to myself and this is that acid talking that's how i knew it was like really starting to hit me i'm just like dude we're gonna we're gonna pull a fucking we're gonna do a barrel roll we're gonna flip the fuck over and it just felt like we were going like 100 miles an hour and i just keep looking back 
like looking up at the captain, like, you know, like thinking to myself, somebody should say something like this is, yeah, this is irresponsible, <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> and I just thought, I thought we were going to go over, man. It was so fucking intense. But uh, yeah, by the time we hit shore, it was all good. Everybody's waking up. We're, it's like 6.30 in the morning. I'm saying goodbye to my new friends that I'll never see again. And, you know, just like, everybody's like, hey, careful and drive safe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe get a hotel. Yeah, yeah. It was just like, it was just a strange fucking weird situation. That sounds like the most terrifying thing ever. Being on a boat in the middle of the night on acid. Ah. Yeah, I mean, it just made me think more. You know, like I was like, part of me was like, no, just reason with it. Just ride the waves. Why would this guy try and kill us? You know, like he, right, he would die too. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> he, there's nobody here to save him. So <laughs> he didn't strike me as suicidal. <laughs> oh, man. The it, captain wants to live. It was a positive crew, you know? I don't know. How big of a boat were we talking? Like, ah, uh, shit uh like i I would call it a mini yacht yeah okay okay yeah enough for like maybe 35 40 people okay that's a yeah. fairly decent sized boat yeah for whatever reason i picture in my head like a fairly small boat like smaller the boat more terrifying <laughs> that would be just like on a little boat just fucking oh, rocking. Yeah, yeah yeah that's true yeah because you can lose control of that shit i mean granted i guess you can lose control of that one i was on too but damn it felt intense <laughs> that shit was nice though acid Oh, acid's fun. It's fun. It's it had been a while since I even had a good connect for it. So it was I just jumped at the opportunity. I'm like, fuck it. I'm in jumbos. Why not? We'll just see where this fucking goes. Yeah, I don't even have one either. I, I had a connect a couple of years ago. It was like the whole old school thing. It was like, don't text, just call. We'll meet here somewhere in Eagle Rock. Flash your lights. I'll come walk into your car and get in on the passenger side. We'll have a quick conversation. Oh, by the way, I also have Molly, and I also have this and that. Tell your friends. Yeah, it's only the weed dealers don't want to hang out. Yeah. Other drug dealers are just like, no, no, no. Here you go. Get the fuck out of my life. Yeah. No, this guy. I was like, I was totally fine with it because he was like super skinny hippie. You know, like you know, like my my type of feel or whatever. So I was like, yeah, I'm not too intimidated on this. Yeah, come on in my car. We'll have a quick quick little exchange here. Yeah, uh, that's just weird though. <laughs> He's gone, so I, I need a new one. I need a new uh, acid connection here. Hey, if you have a reliable source for acid, probably shouldn't hit Jeffro on the internet. Eh, that might get a little weird. Let me give. Should I give out my number right now? Yeah, just or email. Which one's better? Both. Just okay. give them both out. Might as well give them your home address too. They can all just roll by. Sounds good. <laughs> yep, easy enough. Like just roll by Jeffro's place with acid. It'll be fine. <laughs> He'll include you on the new, on the new track. It'll be good. Back in the day, we used to have a connection to uh, something in Cleveland. Some like uh, some friends of mine had uh, this thing you can get off the internet at the time. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's like under that scheduling at this point. But back then, it was just sort of like you know nobody knows what it is or nobody knows it exists except for the the hipsters. And let me just cut cut down to it. It uh, it was the best visuals I've ever had. Like we're talking like creating slime out of my hands and stuff oh that's fucking nuts yeah like literally like boom like that and like slime was coming out like i i was with one of my friends i grew up with who basically you know you grow up with somebody you have the same imagination after a while so he saw it too but that's not even the cool part i was spelling words in my slime and i was like bug and like b-u-g just popped up in there that's yeah. fucking awesome yeah. so what was it like called uh Foxy Mathoxy was like the 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 little internet nickname or whatever. 
um somebody that i just recently saw told me what it was it was like one of those f5 dioptim blah, 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 you know like weird shit that i'll never remember that it's like a synthetic where it's like one chemical off from like the scheduled drug so it technically is a completely different substance right exactly there's like one little element that got shifted over and yeah here we are yeah. yay chemists <laughs> exactly man god damn they're smart right those smart motherfuckers i'm enjoying your results like Keep doing you. Stay in the lab. Let's have some fucking keep fucking fun. with those test tubes, right? Money in that shit. I'll keep making music. You keep making drugs. I don't understand why in 2019 anything's fucking illegal anymore. Why? Uh, it's like, it's like, yeah, yeah, totally. You know, like there's 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 uh, there's a lot of things I think about, like the whole thing. Was it Oregon that they're doing studies with? Uh, uh, the psilocybin mushrooms yeah exactly yeah yeah which i think is a great thing because those things are very therapeutic you know like i have a good friend that's like going through um some form of depression and and for a minute there he was doing the microdosing of the mushrooms but in a state where you'll fucking get ass raped in jail for doing that shit you know let alone weed or, or something else um but uh then whatever happened in his situation, he couldn't do it anymore, and he was back on those uh, prescribed medications that was fucking up everything else in his life. Yeah, those things have horrible fucking side effects. Right, right, right. And not to say mushrooms don't. If if your brain chemistry's not good, hallucinogens can definitely fuck you up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like anything, really. It's like just, you know, nothing's perfect. You just got to learn yourself and, like, take it slow, you know? Hey, at least I've never heard of any amount of mushrooms fucking up your erection. And exactly there you go antidepressants fuck up your dick and once your dick's fucked up you're gonna be more depressed i i think i get what you're saying it's a circular is a bad is a bad th- yeah fuck that shit man and you're paying money for it and people are profiting heavily off of that shit because there's a system of there's a goddamn system all right it's a rabbit hole man but i think i think we both are on the same page here yeah yeah i i'm very much of the opinion that if you're not doing if you're not hurting anybody Whatever, put everyone, whatever the fuck you want in your own body. Yeah, I don't know too many hippies, I mean, minus Charles Manson, that want to kill you, you know, like they want to sell you some fucked up mushrooms and destroy your life. And stuff. Right. Usually they're trying to sp- spread the love, you know. And all we're doing by having this prohibition on all these drugs is making criminals richer, and then there's violence to support their you know, criminal enterprise. If you just made it legal and taxed it, Hey, the violence goes away too. Yeah, and build the wall. Sorry, I'm just <laughs> fucking around. No, yeah, yeah, because that you know, I think Trump needs to take some mushrooms. Maybe he will uh, reconsider walls and stuff. Maybe, maybe he'll. Uh, <laughs> can you imagine Donald Trump just like just doing a press co- <laughs> press conference on mushrooms, just like <laughs> trying to be all narcissistic like he usually is, like just listening to his ego dissolve? Would be the That'd be funniest amazing, thing. Like- if he just took like the hairpiece off in the middle of the fucking, you know what? <laughs> just takes that motherfucker off. You know what? I have a name for him. <laughs> <laughs> name is Buddy. Yeah, man. That would be hilarious. Fucking Trump on shrooms, man. I'd vote for him, though. Trump on shrooms. Trump's on, Trump on shrooms? Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. He still has Pence's vice president. And mm. that guy. Eh. Yeah, yeah. Who's, who's worse? Who's worse for sure? <sighs> No one's good. <laughs> In the grand scheme of things, I've accepted that no politician is good. Yeah. But I like my politicians competent enough to not get caught in their bad shit. 
Yeah. Yeah, I feel you, man. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much impossible. Just don't get caught. Don't get caught. But yeah, Trump and Pence, just, they're enriching themselves. They're enriching rich people. They're not here to help the American public. That, that's fucking obvious. Like, hey, giant tax cuts to the really rich. And his actual base is all fucking, all screaming about that they're not making any money on their fucking tax returns. So fucked. Everybody's mad, man. Everybody's unhappy. Everyone is just so fucking divided. I don't know what we could possibly do to bring everyone together. No, that's uh, that's important. Uh, you know that I talk to people that do actually support uh, the Trump side and whatnot, and whatever. It's it's all good. I'm like, you know, I'm more for like, yo, let's just have a conversation. I'm more into talking to those people that don't necessarily see um things that the way i see them you know what i mean like i think that's the best way to bring people together like you don't have to get like pissed off because i don't really think that everybody that supports trump probably a lot of people more so most people probably really aren't racist that support trump you know what i mean like there's definitely a lot of people that are like all for trump because of all the shit that he's been like putting out there and, and whatnot he's he knows how to work the fucking dumbasses like that but um there's also lefties, and uh, you know I would consider myself a liberal person. There's there's people that would call me out for like you know not being lefty enough. You know what I mean? I've been in certain situations where like you know somebody would be like, um, "So what do you think about this? What side are you on with that?" And I'll like say something, and it's just like it's not good enough. And I'm like, "But aren't we on the same team? Aren't we agreeing here? Like you know?" Well, that's the thing. None of us should be on teams. We're all fucking Americans. Right, we should true, all be, true, true. We should all be looking out for shit that benefits the majority of us. Yeah. Not just the few. When people are like, are you liberal or conservative? It's like, depends on the fucking issue. That's, that's the other thing. Yeah, exactly. I've always hated labels, too. Labels have always been terrible. Because I've, I've been given labels my whole life. So, like, immediately, like, that's, that's part of how some of my songwriting got started. It was like, labels are so dumb because they... They just box people into certain. They're easy. Yeah, they're fucking easy. Well, that, that's what it is. It's just a shortcut to like just be like, oh, that's who you are. Okay, so oh, say that again. Oh, that's what you think. You're one of those. You know, like it's just it. You know, I get it. Like sometimes you gotta our, our minds like to uh, carp. What is it? Compartmentalize certain things, but like you know, it, it's not really uh, constructive to do that all the time. No, not at all. Yeah, the complete lack of nuance. And fucking everything that people fucking post memes like they're goddamn facts. <laughs> yeah. There's so much more that goes into almost any topic that you can't sum it up in 20 words on a picture. Right. And people are like, people get fucking upset when you're like, no, that's not accurate. I don't understand why you get so fucking upset about it. Did you create that fucking meme? Do you feel I'm just fucking attacking you by being like, what you posted isn't accurate. There's a lot more to it. Right, right, right. Yeah, man. Posting shit is, is fucking um, is dangerous. It's funny. I like, to, I like to stir the pot every once in a while. But, you know, I've learned, I've learned not to, like, you know, as much. Because uh, you, just, you, just, you just, like, get, like, a team of people that just, like, like whoa. I didn't even know you existed. I forgot about you. Like, start attacking you out of nowhere. So you're like, damn. So you've been watching my posts that you never like or never say anything 
about for like how many years? You know, like I guess I'm speaking mostly of like something like Facebook or something where you're connected with people that you're like, you know that you're you're connected, but then they see you post one little sarcastic comment about God knows what. I think I said something about like Stephen Hawking and like I was like, who? You know, I was basically ripping on Trump or whatever because Trump happened to be in downtown L.A. He was fucking up all the traffic and shit. So my whole post was really just ripping on Donald Trump for fucking up my night. But it was also the day that Stephen Hawking passed. And I'm a big science nerd. And I love that shit. And of course, like my first little tweet, my first little post on Instagram was like, R.I.P. with his picture and like, fuck, that sucks. And I followed it up with a little sarcasm and uh, ended up causing quite the controversy, which was comical to myself. But uh, I don't know. There's nothing wrong with that. And I don't get the people that are like, oh, if you disagree with me on Facebook, I'm going to block you or unfriend you. Well, the the funny thing about blocking is, uh, like, it's it's people's like ultimate step. Like, you know, oh yeah, you know, I'll do you one better too. I'll block your ass, and it's like, that's cool. You should block me, please. I think that's a good thing. That's a good thing for both of us. You know what I mean? It's like, why why is that your threat? Just do it. Yeah. If you don't feel that we need to be connected, just go. Nothing wrong with disconnection every once in a while. Yeah. If- Someone doesn't bring value to your life. It's better to just walk away from each other than try to have some convoluted fucking relationship because you got history. Right. 100%. Just be like, you know what? We are different people now. We may have been had shit in common in the past. This ain't working. Have a good life. I don't, I don't wish you any ill will, but I don't have space for you anymore. There's nothing wrong with that. And more people need to learn that shit. I only got so much space in my hard drive, bro. Sorry. It, it's crazy. Before social media, people naturally drifted fucking apart. And because of social media, we feel this need to fucking stay connected with people we haven't seen in 20 years. Because we went to high school together. We're- true, 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 true. It's getting at, it's at that point where I'm just like, oh, fuck. I think I know that name, but I don't remember. Oh, you're friends with them. Oh, shit. We're all connected like that still don't know who you are right it's a mystery it's why you know back in the day they had high school reunions because you didn't see the motherfuckers for 10 years to go to your high school reunion so my tenure the school didn't organize anything official so a bunch of us met up in a bar it was all right nothing spectacular the 20 year is actually up this year Ooh, damn 20 that's that's actually um that's one that i would consider going to but the- we're a strong emphasis on consider. Yeah. It's so fucked up and it's so typical of elder millennial shit. The school's not putting anything on for us. I've been part of a Facebook group that, you know, good to go to the 20 year reunion for over a year now. They have accomplished nothing. <laughs> and since I don't live in state, I don't feel the need to try to help organize from fucking California. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. It's back in Chicago. I'm not going to. Maybe you should just take acid and show up to that. I don't know. Hey, if it actually happens, I might. Yep. I'm here on acid. Hey, girl that I had a thing for in high school that I would have never had the balls to. (laughs) Yeah, but then at that same time, it's like, that's always interesting when the girl that you had the thing for, uh, all of a sudden, start talking to her and you're like, I don't want to talk to you. (laughs) You're horrible. totally flipped and you're like, dude, you're fucking crazy and... What happened, by the way? Well, and this is the 20-year. 
some of these girls may have like fucking teenage fucking kids at this point. Ooh, true. I didn't even think about the math. Yeah, 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 yeah. Twenty years is a long time when it comes down to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like, motherfuckers could be like, oh, this is my fifteen-year-old kid. <laughs> this is my twenty-five-year-old kid. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, that would. <laughs> I'm sure there were a couple of those, but <laughs> but still, like. If you have teenage children, we are in completely different places in life. We have probably nothing in common. Yeah, I don't know, man. The new teenagers, bro, they're they're like on a whole other level, man. They're, they're they're just like they all have their own phones and shit. It's crazy, dude. They're giving fucking like little kids phones these days. That's what's really fucking weird too. Like fucking eight year olds with like the iPhones and shit. I don't know. Who are they calling? Right. What are they looking up? They're probably playing games, but like, hopefully they're playing. Games. Really depends on like you know what's going on here. I, you know, could you imagine in high school the ability to FaceTime someone? Oh right, yeah, 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 yeah. That was like the future too. We would think about those things. We would think about those things. I that shit. That shit was in like fucking sci-fi movies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There was like laser discs. Remember the fucking laser? Oh discs yeah. Back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like they made them smaller, so they're CDs. But like. I just remember thinking the laser disc was so cool because, like, I was a, I was a young kid and like I had a couple older brothers or do have a couple older brothers and they uh, they were they were friends with like some of these kids that were just like with that latest technology and I was like, can I see it? Can I see the laser disc? I was like all fucking excited about that. It's like the size of like what an LP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember seeing Terminator Two on laser disc. Mm. Going, blew my fucking mind. Yeah. The graphics on the Liquid Terminator was like, Ooh. oh my fucking god. Yeah. Yeah, that liquid shit. Whoa, that shit was scary. I always loved that song by Guns N' Roses, by the way. Uh, you Could Be Mine. Probably my favorite Guns N' Roses song. Just the way it starts. That shit was fucking... Yes. could be mine. And all he's doing is singing about like his uh, cokehead girlfriend, which may or may have not have been a true story, probably. With, oh, come on. With Axel. Yeah, Axel, yeah. 80s, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he's just like, you could be mine, but you got to get over your drug addiction. Like, because I'm all good. <laughs> Axel, always <laughs> on his fucking <laughs> high horse, Axel. Uh, fucking Guns N' Roses. Oh, oh. God, God damn it, I'm thinking about GNR now. Now I'm just completely sidetracked off. <laughs> Yeah, man. Hey, use your illusion. The fact that they were still Chinese democracy eventually fucking happened. Oh, it did happen. That's right. And it was like, Ugh. it was like a Chinese democracy, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. It just didn't work out. I had the misfortune of seeing GNR for fucking New Year's 2012 to 2013. Three and a half hours of Guns N' Roses is not pleasurable for anyone. I don't know how anyone sat through that whole fucking show. Yeah, that's why I left. It was still going. Even if you're into this band, I can't think of a single band that I would want to sit three, four hours through. And that was that was when though? Was that when he got his voice back, or was that like when he? His was... voice was fine, but the no slash. Yeah. Did he have Buckethead? Yeah, it was Buckethead <clears throat> at that point. That's cool, but you know, it ain't the same. No, not at all. Not at all. And even if it was with Slash, it's... <clears throat> I got a funny story about. Um... About Slash, there was there was a a time where I was teaching a lot of music. Um, you know, one of those days when you're just like doing multiple shit, trying to survive in Los Angeles, figure your shit out. 
and I had this amazing fucking uh, situation where I had the coolest bosses. Um, I would be fucking up. I'd be coming in from like fucking acting audition late, you know, missing like half of the fucking lesson and never got reamed out or anything. Anyway, uh, one at one point I was uh, I was uh, subbing for uh, Slash's son. And I was like teaching him some some chords and some other shit like that, and and he was pretty cool. Whatever uh, it was like, Slash's mom was there. I didn't meet Slash at the time, but um, anyway, down the road, Slash actually was there. So <clears throat> I'm hanging out with this um our secretary or whatever at the at the the building, the little school or whatever. Um, and she's like she's this uh you know whatever mid mid 40s uh lady from the bronx and uh she's fucking cool as fuck and uh we were just like you know kick it in between my lessons or whatever just talk about random music shit she loves everything and she's like oh you should talk to this one guy over here um he's like he's one of those metal guys like i'm trying to remember hey slash <laughs> like he's, he's down the hall right He's down the hall, and I was like, "Oh, no shit!" But I, you know, I already taught his son, so I was like, "Okay, this is legit." So here he comes, and like, and and like, he's like the only guy in this establishment wearing a uh, a baseball cap that says "fuck" on it. You know, this is like, this is where this is a place where you're supposed to be like with little kids and like clean your act up. So I had to be like on my on my shit, but I see him just come in like full slash style. You know, I was like, "This is wow, man!" And then uh, like. I don't even remember what we talked about. I just said like, "Oh, hey, man, what's up?" I I, I also play a Les Paul, <laughs> you know. I try not to sound like a dork. And um, she started like talking about his son or something, and like how like a couple of days prior, like how he was like just not having a good piano lesson. I mean, he was getting fucking frustrated with those, them quarter notes and shit. And he just started screaming something like, "I'm gonna kill everybody in this building" <laughs> or some shit like that. And then just the way Slash answered to that, he was just like. Yeah, sometimes he can be a little dramatic. It, it was just the classic fucking like. That's all I expected to hear him say. Like I was like, yes, <laughs> yes, slash, yes. <laughs> oh, man. Can you imagine him being like your father? Like you know, you're just like you're having a bad day and you're freaking out, and it's like you know, some people's fathers would be like, oh, you're grounded, and slash is like, he's being a little dramatic, bro. <laughs> Take it easy, man. <laughs> Let me play you this ripping guitar solo. <laughs> I think a lot of celebrities' children kind of end up as horrible people because their parents are a little too cool. Ah, uh, see, that's that's interesting, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe that every parent is gonna fuck up. You can be the cool parent, you're gonna fuck up. Well, cool parent, every parent's gonna fuck up because they're fucking people. They're just fucking people. As much as it was a it was a mind blowing revelation to realize that like oh my parents are actual just fucking flawed human beings right right when you get older and you realize you're like oh damn okay they can make mistakes too okay yeah they don't know everything hell right. sometimes they know jack shit yeah man <laughs> they are huh. just bullshitting their way through this hey man that's life right there it is it is bullshit through it man but now you have someone who's bullshitting their way through it who is. Filthy rich, probably preoccupied with their career, and just goes off to you know do their shit. And a lot of you know, especially musicians, had some bad behavior in their youth, 
and probably don't want to be hypocritical and be like, no, you got to you know play it straight. When- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's the funny thing about it. Yeah, how are you going to tell me that shit? <laughs> Just play your fucking E flat pentatonic scale, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll we'll. Uh, I learned my lesson, Dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you know, you got to go to school. You got to get straight A's. Like, Dad, there's books written about the shit you did when you were slightly older than me. How are you going to tell me? <laughs> That I gotta fucking be, you know, a straight A student and all that shit, like 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 Molly Crew, weren't they like injecting alcohol and shit? Not that I'm, you know, I ain't gonna do it, but no problem with that. It's just like, what if you find out, you know, your parents were doing that shit? You're like, damn man, you know, alcohol actually tastes good. Like you don't have to inject it. <laughs> like Vince Neil killed a man drinking and driving. Oh, that's right, didn't he? Yeah. Oh fuck. Could you imagine like if your parent like? Killed someone drinking and driving, and because essentially they're famous, yeah, didn't really do any time for it. Oof, that's where it gets fucking weird. Like, hey, I'm gonna go to this party. Well, don't drink and drive. How the fuck are you gonna tell me not to drink and drive? You're documented for being famous for it. Damn, that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. When you get when you get to that point where you're just like, uh, or you think you're untouchable, but sometimes those people come off as untouchable. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, as just a common dude, I wouldn't know what to, I still have no idea what I would try to instill in children. If I had money and those kind of life experiences, I really don't know what I would teach my kids. I have just no fucking clue. You don't have any kids, right? No kids. No kids. Listen, on your acknowledging? Yeah, they all ended up on some mattress or something. (laughs) (laughs) All your kids are on someone's stomach? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pro-life, though. <laughs> hey, for somebody else, sure. Mm-hmm. For me, I am pro-abortion. <laughs> I am a choice. It's not a choice. No, Just, man, I'm pro-life with my sperm. Like, I let them live, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Just let them get some air? Yeah, just airing out the situation, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Learn to fly. So how is the love life here in Los Angeles for you? Oh, I mean, like, the love life in, in Los Angeles is um, it's a strange one, isn't it? It's, um, whew. It really depends on which part of L.A. you're hanging out in, which group of friends, app you're on, you know? All kinds of factors out here. I mean, sure. we, are, we are all so busy. We're all on fucking dating apps. Mm. It's crazy that, like, occasionally I'll run across legit celebrities on fucking... The dating oh apps. yeah is that right yeah i haven't matched with any of them but not for lack of try <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i i don't know man it's uh it's one of those things like you know it, it really depends on are they are they artistic do they have a normal job um you know most most of my shit never works out a lot of it's my my own fault but uh yeah 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 a lot of times it's just like i have weird hours and it's like be working like seven Seven days a week, I'll be working late, you know, all that shit. There's a trust a trust issue a lot. Well, of it's time. not even a trust issue. I'm sure there is the trust issue too, but hustling kills relationships. I'm saying. 100%. It's like, yo, they don't want, nobody understands like, what do you mean you got to go do a gig or you got to go record, you know, instead of our date night or whatever the fuck. Like, yeah, I'm sorry. This is what I'm here to do. Yeah. 
it'd be one thing if like I'm working a nine to five and I'm financially you know stable. Yeah, we can go out on date nights. I'm like, no, no, no. If you're doing entertainment in LA, shit may pop off at any time. And it's always a grind. It's always a hustle. Yeah. Yeah. And to try to make time for someone else to fit them into your life, unless you're top tier successful is, I haven't been able to find that balance. I mean, there's some people that get off with that whole unspoken, temporary unspoken understandings and shit. Like, you know, they just, you, you come to find out that they were doing their damn thing and you're like, well, I'm going to do my damn thing. And it's like, but hey, that shit will work out. That seems to be the thing out here in LA that seems to work out. I don't know. Not necessarily in my experience, but there's a lot of polyamory that's, uh, that, that seems to be the new popular thing. And uh, what I seem to encounter is a lot of ghosting. It's like uh, a handful of dates. Ghosting. Up, yes, 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 yes. I'll hook up here and there, and then like neither one of us gets too busy, and we're never seen from again. Yeah, ghosting is a weird thing. There's, there's the ghosting is really weird. It's very strange to me. You know, it's like it's just like you you start having like a buildup, right? You start getting more and more like conversation momentum going on, and then it's like, oh. Should we? Should we meet up? Should we? Should we hang out? And then it's like, hello, hello. It's like it's it's all over. And then when you just like look back at it, and you're like, that was the span of three weeks that we were texting or whatever it was. You know, like what what happened? You know, was I not witty enough? Like was the was that did I wait too many times? Like too too many hours to text you back? Like are you that needy or did I? Text you too much or like how's that shit? Did I wait too long to try to meet up in person? All kinds of weird shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I don't even lose any sleep on it. Like you go, I, I'm with you on that though. But because I've been in like b- that big fucking build up, and then you're like, hey, let's finally meet up, and it's just like, oh shit. Actually, you're more entertaining when we're just typing and shit. Like, <laughs> can we just keep it that way? Like you know, because you don't even we don't even like the same things. You're a coffee drinker. I'm a tea drinker. Like you know. And uh, fuck, I gotta go to this make believe session right now. I'll see you later. I'll text you later though. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just dating out here is definitely fucking strange. I'll, I'll just say that I've, I've I feel like I've seen it all at this point, or or experienced most of it. Yeah, just like from different cultures, different um, <clears throat> from the Beverly Hills chick to the the girl coming out of like uh the former ghetto in Northeast LA. You know who's Still lives over there and saw her neighborhood change to like the, the the typical transplant that is from the Midwest or the East Coast or some shit, you know, and just thinks they know everything about this town. You know what I mean? Like I've 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 kind of been through all the experiences. I just find that like uh I just let people talk, you know, I let them like do their thing and be you. I'm gonna be me and we'll just uh we'll see what happens here, you know. <laughs> if it works out, it works out. Yeah. And be transparent. Don't be a ghost, but be transparent. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Don't be an apparition. Admit, you know, hey, I got other shit going on. And if someone gets upset that you have other shit in your life going on besides them, you probably don't want to be with them in the first place. That's true, though. Yeah, there is a little bit of that, that, that little uh, strange uh, little undercover jealousy or just like, yeah. Yeah. If you're doing something like, you know, I had a, I had a boy of mine that like he's doing some big things and like. Yeah, his girl was just trying to play him hard. And it's like, damn, that shit sucks, man. Because you see it from the outside and you're like trying to tell him, you're like, dude, she sees the plaques on your walls, bro. 
she's trying to de- she's just trying to get in with like all the shit you're doing she doesn't know about the work you're putting in well and that's i feel like <clears throat> that sort of shit is why a lot of celebrities end up like fucking lonely and miserable because they don't know who they can fucking trust oh yeah that, yeah that's the that's the 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 worst thing about like really rising to that level for sure yeah yeah man and then that's why i guess that i always used to wonder i'm like why do famous people always fuck with other famous people like that shit never works but like i get it it's like you need somebody that you totally relate to or whatever or have some type of an understanding of like we are both fucking living crazy lives so right and i can trust you you're not just in this to make yourself more famous or go after my money or Mm -hmm. all the other fucking trappings of why someone may just want to you know be with a celebrity Mm -hmm. like you understand the life so i've just like oh you're hot it's nuts yeah i mean i think it's important to uh you know it's like if you're if you're lucky that you have like somebody cool and it lasts a long time that they saw you from the start that's an amazing thing you know what i mean um I remember back in the day when I was like walking around with fucking like square pockets. I would have like a CD in my fucking pocket, like <laughs> handing my shit out. Like, hey, you want to check out my shit? And like, you know, if if I was with somebody back then that was actually chill and like they saw me come up, that might be like an interesting longevity to it. You know what I mean? But uh, nowadays it's like that. That's all gone. That's all gone. I guess I could pretend to be struggling like that and poor and try and meet somebody and then just be like hey what up actually this is what i do you know <laughs> the problem with that is every girl you mount on meets like you got an instagram you gotta start yeah. the, you're gonna start up the poor jeffro instagram yeah, yeah. that's what i'm saying though like it would be an, an interesting experience you know like but then you know, you're starting out starting it off on lies and that's mm-hmm. not healthy for the long term either that's true I, I mean but like it could be it could be interesting you know i could i could like you know maybe i could rent a second shitty apartment you know like somewhere like in the lower ends of koreatown invite her over there a couple times like yo i'm not gonna see you for a month because uh you know i gotta make i gotta make this money (laughs) and then next time she comes over i'm like check out my penthouse (laughs) it's like the undercover boss of dating (laughs) that'd be amazing though like if you could put if you could pull that shit off you somebody could definitely pull that shit off over here it's just I think we just came up with the reality show pitch. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Undercover dating, that's pretty good. We'll see if we can top that one. That's 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 pretty good though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just gotta figure out how like what what would you pitch it like to explain the camera crew? Like, oh well we're just on a dating reality show. <laughs> even even like what you're wearing too. It's like you're just like wearing like hand me down goodwill stuff, like, you know, it's too short, like it's <laughs> too short and a watch <laughs> yeah because that that's a true judge if someone's got something going on it's like you could be dressed like shit but if you got a nice watch you're like but oh it can't be too shitty though you know what i mean it's got to be like this this healthy balance of like <laughs> they, they 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 don't feel too because everybody's gonna have that little i live in la like i know why i'm poor but like this motherfucker is super poor i can't i can't pee outside with him i have a i have dreams and aspirations too you know <laughs> but like you know just enough to like yeah okay i'll go over to his house he's charming <laughs> oh shit he's only got a stool and uh that air mattress over there some hand-me-down furniture <laughs> his laptop is uh from t- 2008 you know fucking pc piece of shit you know it's all good i'll give him a chance <laughs> one month later <laughs> dun, dun, dun. you want to come back over no 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 i moved i moved 
let me call you a ride girl <laughs> yeah yeah i got let me let me call you a uber pool you know <laughs> because you want to play it humble you don't want to spoil this prize but <laughs> just giving her that lift fucking direct ride she's got to right. struggle with the strangers and then show up it's gotta be that uber pool that you gotta walk to <laughs> yes yeah man like i'm not gonna even spend the extra dollar for it to come to your house you gotta yeah. walk a block to get yeah, it. yeah yeah it's still gotta be like a little little bit like oh what's this mystery where's this gonna end up and especially if you were taken to a spot downtown, because parts of downtown are still kind of sketchy. Oh, yeah. There's a lot to work with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, man, was he living by Skid Row? What the f-? And then all of a sudden, like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Did he go to a tent? Weird tent sex. <laughs> oh, have you ever had it? Tent sex is weird, man, because everybody hears your shit. No, no, I've never had tent sex. Like, I'm not a camping dude, urban or otherwise. Really? <laughs> urban or otherwise. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I've been in the desert before, and uh, yeah, I was like, kind of like with a bunch of people, and like we're not like we're not like tents are touching tents and stuff, but like tents are close, and it's only a little piece of fabric, right? Yeah, there's the and and it's the desert, and there's rocks and open air and sound travels, you know. So I was trying to like explain that stuff to this girl at the time, and she just wanted to shake that tent. I was like, I don't know, your sister's over there. My good friend's over there with his wife. They're trying to sleep. Everybody's trying to sleep. Um, we just can we just wait till a better opportunity arises? You know, this tent, this tent thing is just like you know, it's a little sketchy. It's like there's no way to hide it. You know, you're fucking adults. There's no reason to hide it. Yeah. If, well, well, that yeah, yeah, exactly. But I, I just meant like you know, I ain't trying to be like putting on a show where everybody hears it like what are we gonna say we had a scorpion in our tent you know we we're trying to stomp on it for like 30 minutes Eh, fuck it you should just gone for it just gone for it or we're adults everyone knows everyone else is fucking her sister should be happy she's getting laid <laughs> yeah 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 there's no shame in that like, yeah uh, fuck it man you're right <laughs> you're right <laughs> absolutely no but like that's part of the problem with society to think that like there's any shame in getting some. That's true. When you go to the fucking desert, like I think it's it's different than the city. It's like anything goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're in the desert, bro. Anything can happen out here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so did you you wait till like everyone left for the day and yeah, then- yeah. We had to we had to do it another time. It was uh it was it was actually kind of fucked up because um <clears throat> we had all kinds of difficulties with uh, resettling our tent because I, I bought one of those pop up tents. I have a new pop-up tent now. Works great. But that first generation pop-up tent I had had like this little uh, uh, rain flap. And, you know, there's no fucking reason for that shit out in the desert. There ain't no fucking rain. But it was like a little wind catcher, if you will. So that little rain flap, the wind scooped up under it and just like took my tent like far away. So every time we come back, like after a hike or whatever, um, the tent would be like just collapsed, like, you know, couple football fields away from the desert wind and shit so you know didn't really get too much booty in the desert because i had to keep fucking reassembling my pop-up tent so that was that was a that was a a fun trip yeah nothing nothing makes a girl drier than the shelter (laughs) collapsing around her just kills the mood yeah we woke up with a fucking tent in her mouth and stuff like a couple times yeah i had to throw that tent away after a while yeah i won't tell you which uh which uh, fucking brand it was? Because Coleman, because because I bought a new one and they were great actually. One time I bought an eight-person tent. Yeah, no reason because I'm never gonna have like fucking eight people in my fucking tent. But it's always like they always give you that number like 
you could fit 12 fucking people in this and it's like nah man like maybe like 12 you know short people could fit into this but like nah man like my six person tent that i have now which i actually like we're talking like three people yeah do you really want more than two people in your fucking tent anyways no, I'm just saying, like, you know, you, you never know if things get hard, man. Music life, you know? You might have to you might have to just take it take it easy in the fucking high desert every once in a while. Hey, don't don't create music with someone who can't afford their own tent. <laughs> that's that's a given. <laughs> I learned in my music days years and years ago. Never fuck with a band that can't get enough money together between the five of them to get a van. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Ooh, bands are the worst too, by the way. Bands? Oh god. Nothing worse than like an actual shitty uh, heterosexual heterosexual guy girl relationship than like four or five dudes that fucking hate each other and are trying to make music and just argue over shit. So I'm I'm sure you're not aware of this, but I, I ran a small metal label in Chicago years and years ago. So that that's my forward foray into music was dealing with fucking bands, bunch of metal bands. Damn, sounds like a lot of fun. Drama, drama, fun. Almost got into the fit, into a fist fight with <laughs> the lead guitarist of a band at their CD release party. Just all sorts Oof. of fucking drama. But I was dealing with like local, regional acts, and I didn't know shit. Like literally, it was one of those things I did on Pure Ego when I first started. I'm like, what do I want to do with myself? I hate my nine to five. Well, I like music. I got no musical talent. How do I work in music? Well, I like going to shows and going to bars. I can manage some bands and just went from there. But I didn't think of stupid shit like, hey, I probably shouldn't work with people that can't get their shit together enough to have one fucking vehicle to transport their shit. Yes. Man. It's one of those things in hindsight. It was like, oh, yeah. If between five of you, you can't afford the car payment on a used fucking Chevy van, you guys aren't fucking serious about this. Man. Ah. Uh. Yeah, I don't miss the band days. I don't. I really don't. I you, just, I just pay. I just pay people. Just to use session players. Y- yeah, yeah. You know, you know if they're if they're cool with it and like they like the music and uh, I'm not performing at the moment, but you know, pretty soon. So it's all about like you. Are you cool with doing like one or I don't. I don't like to make people rehearse, especially if I can't like you know pay them a, a a heavy a heavy fee to like be there for like five hours and really get it right so i just try and get the best people and uh do a little like barter thing like i'll help them out with something whatever and then i'll pay them to play my shows and shit you know and hopefully we'll become homies and shit i used to have a couple of different bands uh you know a few years back and it was great sometimes it was horrible you know the, the clash of personalities yeah, and all that shit yeah. no it's it's fucking weird it's fucking weird it's a rough dynamic mm-hmm. for for the first and foremost for to get you know four or five people that are actually fucking really talented together in the first place mm-hmm. is hard enough, and then you got to get four or five people that are really talented and put them in enclosed places for extended periods of time mm-hmm. and make it so they don't want to fucking murder each other and they have the same work or similar work ethic um you know they're not like super bipolar from each other like they they get the same sense of humor you know like they have obviously same musical styles or whatever similar backgrounds what there's there's all kinds of little factors that like you know but it doesn't have to be perfect but there's just so many ways it doesn't work you know (laughs) it's like a five-person marriage yes that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying it's like the 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 heterosexual relationship 
man and a woman is very hard. And then you got like whatever it is, five straight or who knows, gay dudes or whatever, just people that are like supposed to just not be like, you know, doing the love thing, but they're trying to do their love for music together. And you would think that shit would be smooth because we all love it. We want to work for it, but it's, it can be very fucking complicated. I, I remember having headaches galore back in the day. Well, and all it takes is one one lazy member to fuck shit up. That's true, though. Yeah, one lazy motherfucker. One of the bands I worked with, their drummer, lived at home with his fucking parents, was unemployed, couldn't even be bothered to go out and like fucking fly to the shows. Oh, man, you're taking me back. I know all about that shit. Yeah. You're a good fucking drummer, man. But seriously, you're unemployed and live with your parents. Why are you not out promoting this fucking show? Yeah. Because it doesn't matter if you have the best sound in the world if no one knows about it. Yeah, true. I remember trying to plan a tour, you know, years ago and like, uh, shit, homie was like in his intramural fucking soccer league and and we were talking about like, yo, you available from, you know, this week to, you know, a couple weeks later. Like, nah. Nah, soccer, bro. <laughs> we're just like, yeah, yeah, no, that's cool that you got other interests and stuff, but uh, is that what you want to do, or is this what you want to do? Like, <laughs> what what are you trying to do here? You what to- is your fucking priority? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because we're trying to make something happen, and you're the one guy that's just kind of slowing us down here, you know? Yeah, and trying to find four or five dudes that legit want to make it happen. And I'm amazed that it comes together as often as it does. Right, it's, I mean, that's that's the biggest thing. Whenever I, like... You know, like Kings of Leon. Remember that shit? Yeah. They were all cousins, right? Or, or like maybe three cousins and a brother. Something, something like, like that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or uh, Chevelle was like three brothers, right? Oh, shit. I, I remember them, too. They're like from... Were they from Chicago? or Yeah, like little Chicago Burbs. Mm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bands like that, too. And, and like I remember the Kings. Like They would always get into little things and stuff. They were always fighting and shit. But they were like so close, you know? Like And, and that's different, too. I guess you got like more common interests because you saw a lot of shit growing up. My hat is always off to people that can fucking pull that off first. I'm, that's the first thing I think about. I'm like, yeah, your your songs are dope. Do they like each other? Right? Do you get to the point where it's Metallica and they all have separate tour buses because there's too much money in Metallica to stop playing Metallica? That's so crazy, though. If you look back at the history of the Metallica situation and then when they have that documentary, uh, Some Kind of Monster. Yeah. Where, where like you know they're talking about like their finances and like I remember being like super broke and just like watching that like man <laughs> those are some problems fellas <laughs> look at you with your fucking documentary right now like damn I feel bad for you can I donate <laughs> right it's just like there's too much money involved with this for us to stop doing it mm. and that's that's another crazy problem just be like the amount of money on the line. That I have to be around people I fucking despise to do something creative with because there's just so much money on the fucking line. It's fucking nuts. I mean, it's a it's a unique problem to have. First world rich people problems. Successful rock star shit. Right. <clears throat> it's it just blows my mind. You know who's a dope ass fucking um, humble ass motherfucker? Lenny Kravitz. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I got to meet him one time randomly. Um, never got to work with him really, but uh, um, actually have a funny story with him. But uh, yeah, he was just like uh, I was. I was at some session out in the Bahamas, and I got to like work with um, 
I was out there working with CeeLo. You familiar with CeeLo? Yeah. All right, yeah. So I got called out there, and like it was like this dream session for me, where I was like, "Fuck yeah!" I loved CeeLo shit growing up, and this and that. Um, but it was very chaotic because there was just like a lot of uh, A-list producers and shit coming up, and um, you know, Pharrell came by. So like I was sort of being like pushed over, like you know, nobody knows who the fuck I am, but did my best, stuck around. People were, for the most part, very chill. And uh, one of the last days, we're out in the Bahamas, right? So Lenny lives out there on like this one particular island. And he comes over. I didn't even know he was fucking coming over. Um, <clears throat> at that point, I had been moved to a, a separate hotel because we were in like some big mansion or whatever prior to that. But there was just no space. So I was getting pushed out. Ugh. But they didn't, they didn't fly me home because uh, my people were like, no. He's staying. Um, so I come back to the studio. We're just all hanging out. And I'm like, oh, shit. Motherfucking Link Harris over there. All right. And then uh, he just came up to me and was super fucking nice. And I was just like, hey, I didn't get your name. You know, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, what's up, Jeffro? And, you know, just like tried not to fanboy out on him. And I was just like, yeah, hey, you know, wow. Really cool to speak to you. And always admired your, your shit and blah, blah, blah. Cool. And, um, yeah. So anyway. Later on, this is funny because um, I was just like, I don't totally remember this day happening, but like, I think I was just like chilling on the fucking couch and like somebody came up to me and apparently they asked me if Lenny could borrow my guitar Um, because I I guess there wasn't a guitar there and Lenny didn't show up with his guitar or whatever. And, uh, and I said, no, (laughs) but uh, I don't remember this shit happening. It must have been a low talker. It must have been like, you know, one of those like, hey, Jaro, guitar, 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 huh? No, 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 you know, like, I don't, I don't know how else they could have gone down. So that's all there is to it as far as that. But um, later on, a couple of years later, um, I, I became kind of tight with uh, CeeLo's uh, sound engineer. And he was like, hey, what up? And I was like, oh, how you been? It's been a couple of years or whatever. And uh, he's like, yeah, yeah, good to see you. The guy who wouldn't let Lenny fucking Kravitz use his guitar. And I was like, what? <laughs> what? And he's just like, yeah, yeah, no, for real. Like, I'm like, you serious? And he's like, yeah, man. Like, even that one guy from Atlantic was like, he said no. And I was like, so you mean to tell me that somebody asked me if Lenny could borrow my guitar? And I said, no. It's like, yeah, that's how it went down, man. And like, I, I have no recollection of this happening at all. Like, I wouldn't have said no. Maybe someone from the label made an assumption that, like, oh, Jeffro won't let him use his guitar. It could have been that. It could have been that. I, I like, I have this, like, I, I don't know if it's, I'm creating a false memory, but like, it, it might have been some situation where somebody asked me something and I thought they, again, a low talker situation, you know, like, I just didn't hear what they said properly. And I was just like, huh? No, oh, uh, more whiskey? No, I'm, no, I'm good. You know, I'd like to think it was someone poorly representing you from the label. Could have been. It could have been. Yeah. Oh no, my artist would never. It's his guitar. Anyway, I've had a couple of people tell me like you should just roll with that man. Like anybody else, sure. But Lenny fucking Kravis? Hell no, he's not using my guitar. <laughs> no, 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 no. Fuck that guy. I don't care how nice he is. I care how good he is. His music's beautiful. I love him. Big fan. He is not touching my fucking guitar, bro. <laughs> so I was like, maybe I'll just roll with that one and see how 
see what how it plays. Me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Got to start somewhere. Got to go on tour with Lenny at some point and be like, nope, still can't touch it. <laughs> no, please don't touch. No, 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 please. Yelling at your guitar attack like, if Lenny gets anywhere near these fucking guitars, you're Fuck. fucking off the tour. Fucking hit him with my guitar. Just fucking swing at it. Hit him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Dude, it it always makes me happen when I hear like that celebrities are good fucking people that are they're chill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, we live in LA. You deal with enough people that aren't. That are just like so fucking full of themselves. They've been famous and rich for so fucking long. They don't just like they're just looking down their nose at you. Have you ever had any interaction with uh, Keanu Reeves? No. No, I have not. Keanu legitimately, like the, all those articles about uh, him wanting to be an everyman, 100% legit. Oh, yeah? So I was the head of security at the Ace Theater for a while, a couple years back, and we were doing a David Lynch Foundation show. Keanu bought his own ticket, didn't walk the carpet, waited in line with the general public, fucking... His ticket was up in the cheap seats. During the intermission, he rolls up. He's like, where do I go smoke? I'm like, I'll get someone to take you somewhere where you can go smoke so uh-huh. you're not in public. He's like, no, no, no. Where's the smoking patio? Uh-huh. Like, refused any special service. That's great. I've, I mean, like, you know, it's great that he's just fucking chill like that. I've heard that, actually. Well, I, I had heard it, too. But when you see shit on Facebook or from someone's publicist. Right. Like, mm, okay, yeah, yeah. that's that's what they're trying to present. But what you experience it. Yeah. Yeah, firsthand. Yeah, that's fucking great. Yeah, and you're like just super cool, super chill. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like more celebrities need to do that shit. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to think if I ever came into real money, I wouldn't be an asshole. But honestly, I probably will be. But you, <laughs> well, you know how it is. It's like you're gonna you're gonna hit your own problems. You can have all kinds of people still stepping on you when you're fucking trying to do your thing, even though you might have that. Uh, that certain status or whatever but i agree with you it's like the people that step it up and just kind of put all that aside and just realize you know like how how it looks whether it's they're trying to look a certain way or whether they're being sincere or whatever as long as you're being cool to people i think that's i think that's cool you know what i mean it's like we love you even more for that shit 100 percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah even if you're super fucking talented there is a degree of luck that got you to where you are I think there is. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's the final factor. Yeah, yeah. There's, there, there's that be prepared for any unexpected opportunity shit, which is very important. And then the luck is um, all the shit that you really can't control, like the politics, the meetings behind closed doors, whatever it is. Right. Someone who is a gatekeeper just deciding that they like you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or don't like you for whatever reason. Right. That, that's a huge factor. You can control some of it, but some of it is just, completely beyond your control and you will never know why that shit happened or didn't happen right 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 that's that's the most fucked up about it it's like when you're trying to learn something you're like what did i do wrong and nobody can tell you you know what i mean like that's the worst thing you can do and just keep that shit a secret but that's how this industry works no one's gonna call you up and be like you know why you bombed that audition well you took a beat when you shouldn't have or just something your shirt was untucked. Some stupid, superficial fucking thing could be it. That's true, though. That and then and then again, that's 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 the that's the shit that everybody has to go through. But if you're able to rise above it, when you fucking rise above that shit and just you know be cool with people and be humble and whatever, 
fuck man i think that's where it's at for sure i do too and it takes a really fucking strong person to go through that years of rejection and Mm -hmm. then come out of it and still be a really cool fucking person yep i'm with it and I, i think it's worse for actors because for the most part actors still really have to go through a lot of fucking gatekeepers musicians with technology how it is and all the various outlets you can DIY it yeah 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 i've been thinking about that shit a lot over the years you know like who has the worst it's like you got the actors you got the musicians you got the comedians which are not necessarily actors but you know and and i feel like the comedians might have it the worst the musicians definitely have to spend the most money you know definitely um because there's just so much shit you have to keep upgrading and keeping up to make yourself relevant but like you said there's there's opportunity to 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 do that make it all work by yourself right yeah you don't need you don't need a professional studio anymore right right i mean even this setup 10 15 years ago would have been thousands and yeah 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 just for like simple voice recording let alone like if we were tracking drums or some shit yeah i mean it's not inexpensive now but it's not tens twenties thousands of dollars to get a professional fucking setup these it days. can be done it can yep. be done so much can be done on a computer that you don't need fucking a full board and it's still a huge fucking investment in time and money but it can be done right where to make a fucking movie even to make a small independent is more money than a struggling actor is going to have access to true true and with comedians there's gatekeepers at every fucking club there's someone who's going to pass you or not so the musicians just have the the ability to do it out of pocket and hopefully build the following that way but it's a rough road for everybody yeah no matter what it's uh it's just very challenging but that's the beauty thing about it like it has to be it has to be hard you know if it's if it's just fucking easy everyone would do it yeah everybody is trying to do it already you know there's there's a lot i feel like there's a rise of like i think i can do it too blah 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 which is great some people really have that passion, but there's a lot of, I don't want to say imposters, but there's just like some people that just, um, maybe they're in it for the wrong reasons, whatever, whatever it is. But, uh, um, there, and there, and you see more access to that too. You, I think it's like the easier and more accessible things get to do it yourself. There's also going to be more bullshit that comes along. That's just the nature of the game though. I agree. I, Hey, I work in a medium that is one of the most flooded mediums that there is. And has the lowest, one of the lowest barriers of entry of any popular medium. Podcasting's fucking flooded, man. It's true, though. It's true. But do you know how many podcasts fucking come and go? How many people don't realize the fucking work that goes into doing this week in and week out? Right, right. Especially if you don't have a big network behind yourself. I do all my own booking. I do all my own post. Obviously, I'm hosting this motherfucker. And, you know... To turn out an episode week after week, I miss social engagements. I fucking right. miss sleep because I want to fucking do this. Right. It's a it's a an amazing thing. The podcast thing is fucking beautiful. I love it. Oh no, I absolutely love this medium. I love the fact that Apple is so hands off with iTunes. Like, unless you're promoting hate speech, do whatever the fuck you want, and that's what makes this medium so great. Because the lack of gatekeepers means the lack of people being like. Well, you can't say that. You can't do that. With music, you know, DIY for a while, you can get away with that. But the minute you start getting booked in larger venues, dealing with management companies, shit like that, 
you're going to have some motherfucker saying you can or cannot do something. Mm-hmm. And your money is going to depend on that. Yep. Podcasting's getting that way, but right now, you can still be fully independent and make some money doing this. And it's a beautiful part of the fucking medium. And I hope it never fully changes. Because YouTube fucked YouTube people. You get demonetized for fucking swearing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, exactly. The, the YouTube thing is a little... Uh, it's a little weird. There's, there's, there, there's things that can exist that you're like, why is this existing, but that was banned or whatever. Yeah, it's weird. It's fucking arbitrary. Beyond me. Exactly, it is. Oh, uh, man. But this podcasting is uh, it's, it's fun, too. You know, it's just like, just more like free and, uh, you know, just, just like, it just, it just brings more importance to conversation anyway. You know, like, I love listening to podcasts. Like, I don't listen to too many. I listen to, like, uh, I'll listen to, like, fucking Joe Rogan a lot. You know, I love, like, all the, bro- the, the fucking guests that he brings on. Like, the, he has access to fucking everybody, pretty much. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I, I'm, I'm at that point where, like, you know, I'll just be, like, burnt out from music all night or in the, the studio sessions and shit. And I'll be, like, driving home. And I'm, like, last thing I want to do is listen to more music. Like, I just can't wait to listen to people fucking talk. And Rogan brings this point up all the time. In our modern society, this is one of the few places where you can have a fucking conversation with someone for an extended period of time without us having our face in the fucking phone. Uh, yeah, true, 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 true. I'll be out of the bar with friends. 15 minutes into it, fucking face in a phone without fail. Yeah. There's just something so fucking pure about this shit where it's like, no, we got headphones on, we got this mic. No one's looking at their phone. We are just fucking talking. Maybe we'll have to Google something to settle some research point. But otherwise, it's a pure fucking conversation like people used to fucking have. Yeah, true. Now, to bring it back uh, almost to the theme of the, 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 the show here, and now we drink. Um, I've always wondered this about myself. Like, I actually love bars. Like, you know, I, when I break it down, I'm like, fuck, you're spending like more money. A lot more money yeah, in LA. Yeah, yeah, especially out here. It's like, hey, it's $9 beer night. That's cool. Y'all want to go out? A little discount? Uh, but it's I, I like certain bars because of their environments. And uh, and I, I, I think that's how I reason with the whole situation. I'm like, I'm helping to pay their fucking rent by just like leaving my fucking place or wherever the fuck and like taking it to a new... Like there's there's one particular bar in, um, uh, in uh, I guess you would call it uh, Hi-Fi. And nobody really says that, but it's historic Filipino town. But uh, hi-fi, you know, like, I like that shit. Uh, it's called 1642, and it's on Temple. 1642 Temple is the address, little plug. But uh, I'm friends with all those bartenders, and, like, I'll go to that place, like, by myself occasionally. Like, uh, if I'm, like, working, like, just, you know, solo or whatever at my place, I'll be like, I need to get out. And, like, you know, if it's, like, too late, it's, like, fucking dark out, and, like, there's no nature around, there's nothing, like, I'm gonna go get a drink, I'm gonna go get some wine or some good beer and chop it up over there. I love that place, because they have, like, the the little uh, Victrola playing, like, some classic fucking, like, 1930s early jazz, or they'll, they'll play some, like, fucking scratchy-ass records of, like, um, like pre-Johnny Cash era type of country western Fuck yeah. It's fucking dope. You should check that place out if you haven't. No, I definitely will. Yeah, yeah. And uh, anyway, I, I, I was thinking about that. I was like, that's the type of place that like makes me realize what certain bars uh, 
actually contribute to like just it's 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 all about the atmosphere you know like that's why i spend that extra money because i just like fucking kicking back and like getting out for a minute like like you said like you know people are on their phones i'm i'm by myself i'll be on my phone i'll just be like taking care of like emails or just looking at fucking people's pictures and just like whatever reminiscing on shit or i'll meet some people you know but there's nothing wrong with that if you're by yourself like true 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 and for me part of the reason to go to the bar is if i sit here and drink at home even if I'm drinking with other people at home, I pretty much know how the night's going to go. Why I go to the bar and have some drinks, you never know where the night's going to take you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You never know what kind of adventure you're going right. to get into. You never know who's going to be there. You never know what interesting character is going to be to your right or your left. You know, it's crazy. Yeah. You may end up doing acid in jumbos. That's true, man. You never yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. So any interesting uh, dances or performances that you saw there? Like, I, I once saw a girl, uh, I think it was like Halloween, like two years ago. It's been a while. And she was uh, she had a mask on, and she was dancing to Bohemian Rhapsody. I was loving it, man. Um, one of the girls came out in like a space suit-looking uh, bikini. Came out to uh, that B-52 song. That, uh, not Love Shack. No, no, no. The, but the, the other one. Uh, not Rock Lobster. Like It was one of the like more B-sides, but it's kind of space-themed. Okay. And she had like a little ray gun and she's like shooting people in the crowd with the ray gun to the music. It was no shit. That's cool. I like that creativity. Yeah. Hell yeah. And that's why Jumbos is fucking magical. Jumbos is a great place. You just better be ready to throw some ones if you're looking because that staff will get mad at you as they should. Right. You gotta protect. But at the end of the day, it's not a strip club. It's just a fucking dive bar that just happens to have girls on stage. Yeah, 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 yeah. I used to live like uh, literally like a two, three minute walk. From there, yeah, nice. yeah, 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 in East Hollywood, yeah, yeah. My first spot was over at like uh, Fountain in Vermont. Okay, yeah. Uh-huh. So I used to walk to Jumbo's all the time. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I had some great times, and I like Jumbo's too because it's it's a place that um uh the females like it too. You know, so like you you'll you'll go out with like a a mixed group of people, genders, and uh, the girls are happy. The guys are definitely happy. You know, everybody's cool. Yeah, it, it's, it doesn't have the vibe of, like, a normal strip club where, like, the house girls are trying to hustle you into get dances and right, shit like that. Right, 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 right. Yeah, it's more like you can you can approach them and they'll be like, yeah, sure, I got you, I'll do one. I don't think they even do dances anymore. Yeah, I think they got rid of that little, like, chair in the corner. Yeah, the chair in the corner, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I only did that once. Yeah, these days I think it's just they're they're hanging out. It's a rad dive. Life's all about having the adventure, so why stay home and not have the adventure? all about just go out meet new people but most of the time when i travel internationally that's what i do i just pop into bars and see what happens yep little random spots and whatnot yeah what's your favorite place to go internationally well tokyo first, yeah, yeah yeah tokyo first and foremost mm-hmm. tokyo you can't really beat that one no no yeah. it spoiled me is also the first place i went internationally oh yeah yeah that's true then that's gonna that's gonna set the the yeah. bar right there yeah, yeah. it's at the bar so fucking high and Japanese people are generally very humble. You know what I mean? They don't realize how fucking cool that their fucking culture is, how polite they are, like, over there. Like, I felt so amazing. Like, everybody I met, because we met quite a few people. I know I told just those those stories, but, uh, uh, yeah, everybody was so fucking chill. It was, like, it was, like, it was hard to leave that. Like, I was, like, we could really bring a lot of that into American culture. I wish we would. Yeah. I wish we'd bring some of that politeness. Even when they're being super racist, they're still really polite. <laughs> Crazy. Man, it was it was just like it was it was 
so much fun over there. I can't wait to go back. I went to Kyoto as well. See, I want to hit Kyoto, hit Osaka, see other parts of the fucking country. Yeah, I want to take the train, just go all the way down there. Yeah. Yeah, I want to. I want to spend some serious time there. Like I've talked about this on there too. Is one of the biggest regrets I ever made was right before I moved to LA. I was living in Vegas, technically, like my shit was in storage for a year. I was traveling so much, and right before I moved to LA, I'm like, you know what? I could just go do a month in Japan. I got the money. I found a furnished apartment over there for like twelve hundred for the month, and I just decided not to do it last minute, and I kick myself to this day. Yep. Oh man. Yeah, I had a something similar happen, like where I was like uh I was out in like the East Coast living in Boston. I was just moving from one apartment to another one. And um but I had a different type of hookup where like I could have probably flown for free and stayed in different places for free because one of my girls uh or she was actually my friend first, but like she was like one of the richest people in Tokyo. And I just was so stressed out. I was a young kid and I was like, No, I gotta get all my shit from this place to that. Uh, because Boston, is, the moving day does suck because it's always limited on like one particular day where everybody's moving because it's college town over there. But um, that's the one I kicked myself. So I was like, you know, I couldn't wait to go after that that fucking letdown because my friends went and I didn't go, and I was like, what the fuck was I thinking, man? I know. Never again. Man. Never again. Yeah. No, you gotta jump at those opportunities. Yes. If you get opportunities to do a fucking unique experience, one hundred percent jump at. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I feel like you always regret the things you could have done. Right. If you tried it, it went fucking sideways. At least you tried. Well, yeah. And you got to hopefully got a good story out of that shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because even if it was shitty, a good story. Exactly. Sometimes the shittiest fucking experiences are really the best fucking stories. Oh, yeah. Especially if you learn from them. Super funny. Or, yeah, some sometimes you learn. Sometimes <laughs> you don't. And you're just like, I'm going to do that again. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you just... Uh, yeah, you keep fucking up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. But, Jeffro, it is actually about that time. We're going to call last call on this motherfucker. Oh, snap. It's last call. Last ding, call. Ding, ding. Yeah. Where can the audience find you on social media? Where can they find the new album and all the... So, basically, you can find everything um, if you just look up Jeffro. And uh, to clarify that, because I'm a G-off, there's, there's more of us out there these days, but uh, my parents are trying to make my my uh name a little unique and uh caused a lot of trouble for me so it's g-e-o-f-f-r-o you search for jeffro on like spotify apple music whatever you'll you'll come across my music and uh everything else i've produced or written for other um people like lupe fiasco or b.o.b or beyonce or great songs or uh flume and one of my favorite people um you can find me by looking up Jeffro. And also, I, the handle is Jeffro Cause. So G E O F F R O Cause. Fuck yeah. Thanks for having me, bro. No, this thank is awesome. You for doing it. And as always, you can find me at Matt underscore Slayer on Twitter, Matt Slayer on Instagram, Matt F and Slayer on Facebook. You can find the podcast at And Now We Drink on Twitter, And Now We Drink Understore on Instagram. Until next week, drink up, motherfuckers. Hell yeah. 